0: You're coming in the room oh. And you start saying shit But you can't get this attention Cause it's ADD Don't quit You're getting frustrated About to throw a twitchy fit Make it clang, motherfucker Cause it's all about the bits 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 Yeah, it's all about that bitch It's all about the bits It's all about the bits It's all about the bits Yeah, it's all about that bitch You had tremendous kicker Now you've got retention Let's see if that Make it clang, little lady Though you'll never be my boo It's all about the bits That's what I'm trying to tell you It's all about the bits It's all about the bitch, it's all about the bitch, yeah, it's all about that bitch. It's all about the bitch, it's all about the bitch, it's all about the bitch, yeah, it's all about that bitch. Ma'am, I just spent $20 and I just got $1,500. There seems to be something wrong with this conversion rate. We'll to we'll Why was this fool going to prepare? So Twitch will take a hefty cut They're greedy about, about their money. But if you're weird and spend it you'll here, you'll phone a secret funny. I spend that money on your honey. <laughs> <laughs> Let's face it, dude, we may be rude, but you can call this home. So make it claim to help this game with fighting role oppression. We're only crude because the attitude of brutes got our regression. this not a lesson <laughs> It's all about
1: it's all about the beats, it's all about the beats, yeah, it's all about the beats It's all about the beats, it's all about the
0: beats, yeah,
2: it's all about the
0: You got them from fake work and you want to unlock? Just hit that follow button if okay. your specs is behind But when it's lucky you you don't know what to do Just that little bit, that join the field It's all about the bits. it's all about the bits. 2040 that year's gonna kick ass dog good job world fucking assholes hello and welcome to the filthy few podcast episode three starring dun 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 ninja and yours truly the filthy jankster the filthy jukester the filthy jester Joe, welcome to the fucking podcast, bro. I'm very, very happy you're here, and I've been looking forward to this for a while.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me,
0: man. I've definitely been looking forward to this, too. Yeah, this is going to be good stuff. So, for those unfamiliar with the podcast, we do a variety of um, different, uh, different subjects with different episodics. Today's subject is going to be about martial arts, because me and Ninjo are martial artists. Ladies. Uh, <laughs> for like first time listeners it's going to be extra creepy but that's okay now <clears throat> there's another aspect to these martial arts that we would like to speak about and it is known as dun 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 bullshito there is so much of it rampant in the martial arts communities like you know when it comes to like you know throwing your chi or you can see that you know some quote unquote masters are like defeating wide arrays of variety of student opponents with just sheer mind power yeah it's all fucking bullshit and we're going to talk about that stuff we're going to talk about certain experiences we've been through we're just going to shoot the shit about martial arts and maybe some other things too so joe um let's start with let's start with a little bit about your background
1: um absolutely Uh (laughs) So uh, I started martial arts when I was about fifteen. Uh, first style I did was Shaolin Kempo. Uh, after about a year or so of training there, uh, I was invited to the instructors academy. Um, so what I started doing at that point is once a week I actually went and started. This is training. after a
0: year of training, nothing.
1: Yes, yes. This was zero experience. Um, After about a year, um, yeah, got invited to that instructor's academy. So at that point, I started going and training directly under my master once a week. Um, For about six months or so, I did that, passed a bunch of tests, both written and physical, uh, and got my instructor's certificate. Um, At that point, uh, I was allowed to start teaching students. So I did both uh, group lessons and private lessons. Uh, did that for about three and a half years, um, and that put me at about right at about the five year mark of doing the the Shaolin Kempo. Uh, after that, I went and started training in Genbukan Ninjutsu. Um, did that for about two years, um, and at that point, um, I kind of had to make a decision because my my body had kind of started to fall apart. I had so many injuries. I knew that uh, my time training was was going to be uh getting cut short uh so i made the decision to quit genbukan ninjutsu and then i went and studied white dragon fist kung fu because i grew up watching jackie chan and i had to learn kung fu before sure. i had to s- stop training um, so i was able to do that for a- about two years as well um, and then at that point my back and hips and knees kind of gave out on me so i had to stop my formal training at that point um, while I was doing all of that stuff, uh, you know, we had other students who trained in other styles. And one of my favorite things to do when I was training was trading like forms and techniques with people with other styles. Oh yeah. Um, so during that time, I also got to learn some, uh, Shaolin Tai Chi. I learned some Chen style push hands, Tai Chi. Mm-hmm. Um, I did some, uh, Qi Gong, which is the hard form of Tai Chi essentially um i got to do a little bit of kali training um mm-hmm. i learned a little bit of um some tang sudo forms mm-hmm. that stuff was pretty fun yeah um had a very good buddy i've actually uh, he's my training partner for basically yes yes yep. korean style yes um one of my training partners at the time was a was a black belt mm. in it so he used to we used to trade techniques and stuff yeah um and then um uh, yeah one of my my good buddies i knew, i met him in 5th grade uh still very good buddy to this day uh, we've been training together since like seventh grade um and i would teach him all the stuff that i learned and then he would teach me stuff that he learned in jujitsu and kickboxing and there and all that go. fun That's stuff right there <laughs> yes yes and that is when i learned about bullshito yes do tell,
0: do tell. i love it i love the introduction, oh. dude so oh my what god what happens next
1: <laughs> so um like when we when we first really started like Like, training, training together. Um, You know, he he hadn't really been doing much. You know, he he had done some Kempo with me before, and had kind of dabbled in a few things here or there. And when we first started training, you know, I was in excellent shape. You know, I was training to get my black belt, so I could, you know, I could just run circles around. We'd go to the park, and we would just do training exercises, and then we would spar. Um, we always started out, you know, nice light sparring. And when we first started, you know, I'd always have the upper hand. I was just, it was basically just cause I was in, I, I, I just had so much cardio, There's um, so and, many and, different <laughs> factors involved in all that stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah. was so I was. can give you the edge. Absolutely. Oh yeah, most definitely. Well, that went on and I, you know, I was teaching him what, you know, pretty much anything he wanted to know, you know, it's my best buddy, whatever. Yeah. You want to learn it? I'll teach it to you. Mm-hmm. Well, then he starts going to some jujitsu lessons. and after I I mean it was probably only maybe five or six months of jujitsu lessons uh we would start sparring and if I ever started to get the upper hand while we were doing the stand-up game he'd take you down he would slam my ass on the on the ground and would tap me immediately yeah so after like a few weeks of this happening, we would usually actually seems like an extremely
0: humble dude
1: (laughs) oh yeah he's awesome he's
0: awesome you know just be like like he because he would have known from the beginning oh, yeah. that it's like,
1: all I have to do is just take this dude down. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So what ended up happening is, you know, uh, we were we were train at least once or twice a week together. We just go find a random park and we would, you know, spar. We would do sword fighting, you know, Kenpo, Kung Fu, Ninjutsu, Jiu-Jitsu, whatever it may be. Um, but, you know, we'd always end up, you know, ending with some slight sparring. And it finally got to a point where he was just like, OK, dude, I'm going to start teaching you some Jiu-Jitsu. And I was, you know, at first I was like, ah, or whatever. Like, i'm good at kempo i don't need that right and then he showed me some very basic things like how to how to shrimp out or hip out um how to fight oh, for went, just control he, of position he showed yeah, me how he, he to, wanted to show to you the
0: basics hoping you'd get hooks. Yes. i love yes. it
1: and uh, uh essentially he was like okay he goes well you know you're you've got a really solid stand-up so rather than really work on submissions and everything he goes we're going to focus on gaining uh position for ground and pound uh, for um, actually to stand back up. Okay. I, okay. Was, I, I was definitely a long range fighter, which we can yeah. definitely talk about. We will. Um, and why that's not a good thing. Um, but I needed to be like in a stand up fight. Uh, so he taught me how to gain position so that eventually I could stand the fight back up without getting tapped. Right. And that was my main focus. Out of, cur- out of curiosity,
0: that. what year was this?
1: Oh, goodness. This probably would have been. Oh god, I'm old. Um maybe 2010, 2009 okay. somewhere okay. in there. Okay. Uh yeah. Um and yeah, that's 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 when it like really hit me. Um and then him and I started having all of these conversations. Um we would actually start talking more about the theory behind the techniques rather than so rather explaining um like the the maneuvers behind something that make it work we went like a little more in depth and went okay well why, why? does that maneuver exactly. work? exactly and we started really getting into it and then we this we're like is okay, how the, well, this is how the oldest martial artists did it i'm sure yes that's exactly how they did it, it and um, guess, yeah we uh we actually had this goal that uh we actually wanted to you know start our own like gym and you know uh so we really start kind of nitpicking. And I was like, okay, well, I've got all of this stuff that I learned. You've got all of that stuff that you learned. And we started kind of going through everything and um, this more like theoretical sort of viewpoint. And we're like, okay, well, what what did Kempo teach you that was correct? Okay, what did it teach you that was not correct? Exactly. And we start crossing stuff off the list. Yeah, you're doing the Jeet Kune Do. You're trimming the fat. <laughs> yeah, dude. that was exactly it. Mm-hmm. So eventually, we got to a point of where we're sitting down and we're talking and the correct answer was go to an MMA gym. Yeah. bro. <laughs> they, they already figured it out. They're like, yeah, everything we bro. cut out. Yes. MMA gyms already cut it all out. There's a, there's a, there's a, I mean, not so much these days,
0: but more so when I was training, uh, it, you know, the misconception was that, that you look, you look at a fighter fighting in the UFC. Now, number one, like we'll get into the Gracie challenge and how the UFC yeah. is accepted and like all that stuff and you know uh, there's there's different talk of of where Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu came from whether it was Kodokan Judo or some like other things or whatever I think it was Judo if I'm not mistaken but anyway um there's a you know when you're looking at these two fucking people fight someone who is untrained or uninitiated. Especially years ago is looking at it and they're like, they're not doing anything. And what they don't see is these little subtle changes of position to set up a fucking technique and so on and so forth, because that's what fucking fighting is. It's not this shit. You're going to look at the fucking TV, you know, like it's, yes, there's a lot of practicality
1: involved and there's an, an immense amount of strategy involved to elite practitioners. Oh so, yeah, man. Even, even a, you know, a quarter of an inch movement could make or break a technique. A thousand. It's, it's fucking true. And those who haven't trained and I haven't trained that much,
0: but like, dude, there was a try- time I was like thinking about becoming a professional, even in my thirties. Cause I'm so dexterous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't do that though, dude. I'll tell you that much. I would've got my ass handed to me. Cause I mean, like that's, that's the thing. Like I, I have a, I have a fighter's mentality, but I am not a professional fighter. You know what I yeah. mean? Like yeah, I mean, my, ego would, yeah, my <laughs> ego would love to say I'm cut out for it. I mean, maybe in a different life or so on and so forth. And I think if, if circumstances were different, I do have the mindset for it. That's just the way I think. But uh,
1: yeah, I would have gotten my ass handed to me. So I'm oh, fucking. Yeah, dude, me too. I was, yeah. I was a cocky little bastard when I was in like my early twenties. Well, yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. I was in other ways. Well, I was, I, I did Shaolin, Jester yeah <laughs> i had I had mythical martial arts exactly on my side. exactly so i I legitimately thought I could hang with a cage fighter yeah no. and so that's no.
0: right <laughs> so that so so that's the thing and that's the interesting thing we were talking about this as well when we had a prior conversation, and upon watching years ago I did some research because you know it's the age of information y'all uh i looked up you know shaolin monks it's something that's always fascinated us you know what i mean the again the mythology behind it is fucking fascinating just like ninjas and we'll get into that as well
1: my goodness gracious
0: (laughs) did you know ninjas were actually samurai
1: oh yes i didn't know that until recently i didn't know that until recently quick tangent i don't want to take it go too far um so uh We've got the, the, the two main styles of ninjutsu that are taught nowadays. There's the genbu Khan, which is what I did. Um, and the so that was was uh, And the Bujin-kan, yes. Which I did. So, yes, and Bujin-kan, what was it? Was that, um, was that Hatsumi? Was that the Correct. Grandmaster? Yeah. Yes. So um, Hatsumi um, basically created that style in 1970. Prior to 1970, that style did not exist.
0: So what's um, the difference between the styles?
1: so um uh he took on a student um named tanam uh yeah Tanamura, mm-hmm. and that student grew to be a master, and then one day decided he could do it better, so in nineteen eighty six he started his own and named it Genbukan, and they're basically identical <laughs> And but, that's, but they
0: though no, they wouldn't say
1: that they would say oh no 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 completely different. completely different and um Tanamura does not say that he trained under um hatsumi um See, why it, the it's fuck? nowhere in the history that is it's so gross. common with dojo's dude but that's it's just crazy <laughs> like martial arts should be
0: about honoring people that have fucking brought you knowledge dude yes you know yes. what I'm saying and it's like it, you know the human condition of being so fucking insecure and ego ridden you know, whatever your motivation is, and, 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 you know, we as martial artists are big fucking nerds. So oh, yeah. a lot of these people like validation. You know yes. what I mean? I mean, like going back to Black Belt Magazine. Oh, God. And, and the craziness <laughs> of the things that evolve, and people are like, I oh, know the dim mock. And it's oh, like, yeah. without that shit, but hey, without that shit, we wouldn't have had Bloodsport. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> I think it and eventually then, evolves to Frank Dukes. And like, that one of my favorite know. movies.
1: I don't even care. I love that movie. No, yeah. oh, <laughs> I've seen yeah. it a million times. <laughs> it, it's 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 epic. It's fucking amazing. Yeah in so many different ways. In so many different yeah. ways. So yeah, um, yeah, back to um yeah, the nin- the quote ninjutsu that they teach nowadays. Yeah, it was invented in 1970. Um, essentially, where he got that information from is all of the historical records which are very spotty when it comes to ninjutsu because they were spies they didn't really want to write too much stuff down but essentially um what all of the texts say is the quote ninjutsu that they learned was actually a mixture between survival skills and um, uh, espionage right. so it didn't actually encompass combat um is so what they would do then is that um, one of the schools of Ninpo, that, that's type, The combat is
0: yes. Taijutsu, correct?
1: Yes. That, yes. They call it um, Taijutsu, and they refer to it as a Budo. Um, that's what i studied,
0: Budo Taijutsu.
1: Yes. Yes. That's what. Um, that's what they refer to the combat side as. So, right. where he got that information from is there were written texts about what the ninjas studied, and he uh, decided to spread that into nine schools. And then the other side of that, um, the ninja text stated that they would take either samurai or just soldiers in general, their, their best soldiers that already knew combat, and then they would teach them these additional skills, and then they would become the ninja or the shinobi. Interesting. So he used the ancient text to, as best he could, try to recreate the martial arts that the samurai used. So there is no direct lineage. Um, this is all, you know, one guy who basically sat down with some old scrolls uh, and and had prior martial arts um, training and and knowledge, and he basically invented an entirely new hand to hand combat style. Interesting. And then claims that it's traditional ninjutsu. <laughs> wow!
0: See, that's what the fuck I'm talking about. Like, and that's why. Like, I mean, we're gonna. I, 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 I do want to talk to you about you know all the things that you think are impractical in those oh, things. my but, yeah, yeah, and, and it's like because oh, I mean, I'll tell you what. What I, you know, for me, I my parents never had the money to like put me in camp or classes or anything, right? Yes, and I have wanted to do martial arts my whole entire fucking life Same. so i could finally yep. start affording it in my early 20s and i'm happy because like my first experience was starting out with a combination of i believe it was sancho and muay thai oh yeah um yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah exactly that's, that's the stuff dude seriously right <laughs> so it's like it's like in in i was a i was a fan of of the ufc and just everything else and i think i don't I don't believe back then. Yeah, there was still a point where I was still maybe susceptible to believing in the shit. Remember, I remember talking to my, my, um, my sensei, because, you know, there's coaches and there's senseis. Yes. And I was, uh, I was talking to my, my sensei at the time. And I was like, well, if you got into a street fight, like, what would you do? He's like, ah, oh, I'd probably, you know, start out with some Shaolin and then see how he was and then switch to my Muay Thai <laughs> and then finish him off with Tai, tai Chi. And I was like, all right, now this guy was like a professional fighter. Like he would go into kickboxing matches and Sancho matches and just like, okay, fight." Okay. So again, it's not the art. It's always the practitioner. Oh yes. I believe there are street fighters out there, be it extremely fucking rare, but there are probably street fighters, maybe one or two in the whole world who could enter a UFC match and fuck a professional fighter up. because usually that's just not the case. And that's, that's yeah. the grave misconception is, is, people don't realize like even their conditioning from the other side of things. I had a buddy who I worked at a bar and he was one of the bartenders there. I think it was bar backing at the time and it was in Hollywood and this dude's name was Dennis and Dennis was one of the coolest dudes I've ever met in my life. Um, real fucking down to earth. He, he kind of like had like a, I think it was middle Eastern, but he had like a rockabilly type thing going. Okay. Or like Indian or something. I don't know. I couldn't tell. But uh, just a real cool sense of style and everything. And this guy this guy was telling me, he's like, dude, this dude just tried to fucking jack me. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, he had a knife. I was like, what the fuck happened? He's like, I took out my fucking club from my car. Remember the club? The club? Yes. <laughs> Where you open the yes. club <laughs> on the steering wheel? Yeah. So he, took, he, he fucking grabs this shit and he, he raised it up. He's like, oh, yeah, motherfucker. And he said that the, the, like a little Mexican dude just ran away. Right. This is Hollywood. Okay. And I was like, holy shit. And he's like, he's like, yeah, it's not. It's not a big deal. I'm like, I'd, I'd have been scared shitless. And we just, it just yeah. came up that he used to, you know, he, he was a pit fighter. And I was like, Jeez. are you fucking kidding me? This was in like, <laughs> this was probably in like 2003, 2005. And so he had been fighting, he had been fighting in the nineties and so on and so forth. I had also trained with some like legit pit fighters that like were just full of metal and scars. Oh, I bet. They just, they just loved it so much. you know, like they would literally like, do you know, Rio heroes? No. So, Ooh, okay. So you can see this shit on YouTube. There's a, there was a fight organization called Rio heroes and you know what Valetudo Tudo is yes so this is valetudo and it was totally anything goes it's just kind of thing like if you bit or anything like it would be looked down upon so people didn't do that shit right they had a woman you want to okay look hold on Rio heroes is blood sport i'm not kidding all right yeah it 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 is the kumite it is the kumite (laughs) right in front of you dude it's fucking blood sport right in front of you there's a chick dude there is a woman who beats the fuck out of all the men she competes against until she loses to the championship. And this guy's yes. like, these are all fucking like crazy pit fighters. But anyway, my buddy Dennis is, is talking about like, he was, he was, this was in the 90s, okay? So this is like, in, just, ladies and gentlemen, in the 90s, if you were fucking fighting in venues like this, it was underground. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, this means, like, you were born to fucking fight, because that's all you wanted to do. This is like the old school, like, Doyle Brunson poker players. You know what I'm saying? Like, these fools were, like, risking getting their fucking ass kicked in back alleys just so they could play poker. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, for people (laughs) like these guys, for people like these guys, there's a lot more obvious heart involved. Like, it's obvious to me these guys just have heart. They love to fight, and it's what they do. So, yeah. Uh, so he was telling me that there was this like cocky dude backstage and just kind of like, you know, flexing, like showing moves and stuff like that. And uh, and he was just talking some sort of shit, but not not like to anyone. He was just like, yeah, I got this and this. And Dennis looks at me. He's like, cool. How's your conditioning? And he's like, what what do you mean? And Dennis just smirked and he he ended up fighting him first. Okay, oh, I gave him one leg kick. And crumpled the dude <laughs> you know and that's what he meant about conditioning at the time not cardio but conditioning right gotcha. and that's that's my point is that even today like people don't people don't realize how how fighters harden their bodies dude and it's not it's not like just to withstand like hits and stuff like that i mean i'm obviously that's a thing i never got to a high level yeah but it's the training itself hardens your body to like you know take a fucking take a hit
1: or whatever. So I I did um iron shin and iron forearm training when I oh, was Jesus. doing kempo. So uh, what you would do for this. And this is how my, my sensei instructed me to do it. Um, so you take a, in a stick or a collie stick, if anyone doesn't know what that is, it's a, a piece of, um, kind of like youngling bamboo that hasn't fully matured yet. It's about two and a half feet long and they would cover it in like this lacquer kind of stuff. And then they would, uh, fire harden it. So it comes out as light as bamboo, but it is hard as a,
0: fucking rock i had no idea i know what calling a scream is but i've never heard that so that's amazing. yeah
1: yeah i've got a whole bunch of uh scream sticks still i've got hardened rattan bow staffs i've got the whole shebang still but what i would do is um so every night um or you would alternate give me, me a shot. fucking
0: sword to be honest
1: <laughs> oh dude you yeah y'all can,
0: y'all oh yeah the, i've seen those motherfuckers <laughs> and they're no joke you can obviously get fucked up by that stuff like oh you can crack a skull just, with them You can break a skull with them.
1: Oh, yeah. Guaranteed. I've seen people. I'm just um, right now. Then, Yeah, I've seen I've seen people uh, take a a, and a scream a stick and actually just crack um, coconuts open with them. Oh, Jesus. Like they're they're no joke when you get the masters behind them. Uh, So what I would do is I take one of those and uh, one night I would do shins and then the next night I would do forearms. And what you do with the shins is you start by placing Uyama. it up against your shin, and you press and roll it up and down as hard as you can, yeah, right against that's what like they the, do in one the blade. Side too. Oh my god, dude! And you do it until the pain is so intense you have to stop, and then you switch and do it on the other leg. Go until the pain is is so intense you have to stop. Then you go back to the first leg and you hold the the Eskriman stick at about the the midway point of the stick, and you place it right at the top of your shin and you smack it as hard as you can muster. And then you move down one inch, and then you smack it as hard as you can. And then you go down an inch, and you go all the way down your shin, and then do it on the other leg. And then you finish by rolling it up and down each shin again until you can't handle the pain. So I would do that one night. And the next night, I would do forearms, which that one, it was a lot harder to roll it. So you would just smack it against the inside of your forearm and the outside of your forearm. And you do it as hard as you can um uh, two times on on each arm and then as time goes on you try to do more sets of it so after about like six months um i could i could go for like a solid 15 minutes of just like wailing on my forearms and my shins uh they were solid black and blue for like four months dude just solid black and blue and then eventually a- they uh they just stopped bruising and <sighs> What ends up happening is, is, one, the calcium does build up on your bones. So I have like right. all these really weird like burrs on mm-hmm. my shins now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they feel really weird when you touch them. But um, it, it builds up the calcium, but then it also deadens the nerve endings. Right. So it gets to the point of where I could lock shins with someone. Like someone could throw a roundhouse kick, and I could just lock shins with them and barely feel it. And then they would hit the ground holding their shin, being like, ah, oh, fuck.
2: Yeah, um, dude.
1: But I did that for probably eight or nine months straight <laughs> and just beat the fuck out of my, my limbs. And yeah, it, it, it works like, uh, very interesting. Uh, Cause I know <laughs> about the calcium
0: buildup with Muay Thai. Yes. And, yes. Uh, and, <laughs> uh, the guy who trained my, my first sensei came out <clears> from <throat> the Philippines and he would, uh, Jesus, what was his, what was his name again? Anyway, this dude, I ended up sparring with him, and I haven't done much sparring in my life, so this is like the only, you know, I've, I've worked on technique, and it just, it never came up, I would have done more of it, but it just never came up, I guess I was just too low level, well, not even necessarily, dude, like, anyway, but I want to do yeah. more of that before I, you know, get too old, to be honest, I don't want to, like... <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I w- I would want to go real light. You know what I mean? And just yeah, and then and then pick it up as I trusted the person more. You know what I mean? Like I don't need to get my shit kicked in right now. I'm 45. It's not happening. <laughs> like like the like fight career isn't happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I would say I got a six year old right now. I can te- teach him certain basic things. Um, but I would love to. I-, I don't know. I just there's still a big part of me that. Really wants to go train it more and, and learn some, you know, yeah. some more shit. Yeah. So, uh, the my, so my question is this: so so okay, so the sensei who came, uh, my my sensei was out fighting in Thailand or some shit. Mm-hmm. So the guy who trained him, his fucking shins, they they would do the same thing. I mean, you see these kids like hacking at bamboo. Yeah. In the Philippines and in Thailand and shit, right? This dude's motherfucking shins, you, you couldn't even explain them like 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 the hardest metal beams because that doesn't even do it justice because they're so thick and meaty, too. Yes. Thick with muscle and shit like that, but literal, yeah, like steel beams. And Yeah, those crazy bastards will kick over a banana tree. Yeah, dude, so I'm fucking, so this is, I think this is the first sparring session I ever had, right? And it's like, okay, I've been thinking about all this shit my whole life, and what I do, and, and I've, I've street fought, and I had many fights in school, you know, I've had a few street fights, and you know, yeah. so I'm like, I, I, I have been willing to throw down in the past. With many people at once, even, because I was a crazy little motherfucker. But it was all about (laughs) ego and insecurity and proving myself. Like, what a dumbass. But anyway. um, So I'm fucking, I'm squaring up with him. And my my sensei had already told me, dude, your technique is really good. You just have to stop doing the dance. And what he didn't realize, and this is when I realized he wasn't the best coach. Mm-hmm. What I, re- I was so confused because I was like, yeah, I mean, I had only been doing it like a month, but it's like, I think I have a natural tendency to these things, right? Like he took me into his office alone and he was like, your technique is very good. You just need to stop trying to do the dance. What he didn't realize was, I was resetting my form like, like in, because I was practicing, right? right? As I was resetting my Muay Thai stance, it looked like I was trying to do the dance. And it was only like a few months ago I clicked that because I could have done the dance right there in front of him. It's fucking easy. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's nothing <laughs> with the way I, you see how flexible I am. Oh, so yeah. So I can, I can put my knees up basically to my chin standing on one leg. The dance right. is not a fucking problem for me. Right, yes. so then I realized I was like, "Oh, he's confused."
2: <laughs>
0: but anyway, <laughs> when I was when he left and his coach came back, Ajan, Ajan is what you call sensei master, I guess in Muay Thai. But what was his fucking name? This guy was. Anyway, we're you know I'm always humble when I'm training because not only do I know that there's people that can fucking actually kill me. Yeah, But I also know the more humility I pursue, the more truth of the universe is revealed to me. And, you know, the more I'm like that, like, I don't know shit, just kind of guide me in the martial arts, the more I'm going to learn, because I'm a knucklehead and a slow learner anyway. So, what I'm alluding to is that even without sparring once, I had always been going over things in my head, like, obsessively, and like, you know, like, I'm... I'm, I spent a lot of time on the streets, too. So it's like you're always watching your back in L.A. and shit like that, right? Anyway, so we're squaring off. We're doing some light stuff. And I literally push kick him into the fucking wall. And I wasn't going as hard as I could or whatever. It was just there. Yeah. And I was like, and I put my gloves down. I was like, I'm so sorry. And he's like, keep going. (laughs) And I put my my arms up. And he goes, boom, hooks me on the (laughs) side of the head. Boom! Hooks me on the side of the body, gives me a tiny little kick, and I'm down. And it yeah. wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> he he didn't go particularly hard as well. Like he already knew. Like yeah. But the one thing that I've realized because I've done this with boxers as well. I mean, fuck! I would love to go all out with someone one time and just see what I could do. But that's <laughs> probably that's probably not going to happen. But it's 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 the impact like. When I when I picked it up to mixed martial arts and I was actually training in a cage, we, we were at a gym in La Cienega and like the boxers were scared of the MMA guys, of course. But for me <laughs> as an MMA or jujitsu guy, I was scared of the boxers because yeah. they're fucking they're, they're, that's a, an amazing martial art, you know? Oh, yeah. And I can remember one of these boxers was was, you know, cross training with us as well. And we did some light sparring. We we're supposed to go like 30 percent or whatever. Right yeah and this dude was not even going 30 percent. he literally tapped me on the side of the head it was probably like 12 percent, and i fucking <laughs> felt it because of his technique yes like it was so weird he wasn't and and i and i realized this and then fighting professional training against professional muay thai fighters they'll give you a little shin tap and realize like i'm i'm really trying not to this you know filthy is my friend i'm not trying to hurt him but literally, they will just, like, tap you on the shin. And like you said, I went down and was holding my shit. My fucking coach was laughing at me. I was like, fuck uh-huh. you, dude. That shit hurt. <laughs> it was like it fucking twisted my ACL or whatever. But yeah, what, So it's crazy. But what I want to what, what know, because I had, a, I had an experience for a few months training budo taijutsu, uh, there was a lot of bullshido in that. Oh so I, I want to, I would like to hear your experience because I just real quick that cheesy punch that they throw. Where they oh like my arch, God. Arch forward. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they are showing through. me this shit and I'm like, uh, I'm just like, I, I, I don't even, I had studied Muay Thai for years before this. Okay. Before I reached right. this point. So my sense is like, use any style you want. And then the other person will, will use that style. And I would literally just be in Muay Thai right? And we'd be both extending our punches, and I'd just be there in twice the time. And we weren't going like, we were going very slow. It was just like let's right. match up punches kind of thing. And my punch was, my jab was already there before their long-ass fucking thing had even even gotten off. And, yes. and they're like, I don't understand what's happening. And I'm like, uh, and he's just like, alright, well, you know. <laughs> <It's just laughs>
1: but anyway. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah, he was the, the, an eighth
0: don. He was an eighth don, and I would not—jeez—I would put my money on him against a few fucking even established fighters. Like he was definitely something else. But yeah, and, again, and there's the there's shito.
1: definitely there's definitely some stuff that you know they they teach in these these ninjutsu classes that does in fact work. Um, you know, a lot of it does have its basis in the traditional jujutsu. Which is what Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu was was formulated off of. So, like their their throws, their sweeps, their Jiu-Jitsu. Ni- their their really, it comes from the Jiu-Jitsu. It does, yes. Okay. Um, so that's because uh, that that was the unarmed style of of the samurai. So if they ever found themselves without a weapon, they used these techniques, and that's why a lot of that's them. Right. Uh, consist of um throws you know hip throws shoulder throws sweeps trips that sort of stuff so that you could throw oh, someone on the ground yeah because they probably have a weapon. stab them exactly yeah they, they, they've probably got a weapon so you just want to get them away from you so you can run and grab a weapon exactly so a lot of that type like that part of the style does in fact work it is that are, those are real techniques sure the biggest problem with that style though is how they train them and like you said those ridiculous punches that they would throw so it's one leg kick dude it's insane yeah from yeah from where they're at So there's no guard they don't have their guard. it's just they don't punch me yeah and like when they throw those punches like you um like when we would do our training punches we would basically be in a backward lunge stance and then step all the way through to a forward lunge stance. That's what I'm saying! It's ridiculous! (laughs) Like, so yeah, it's really... So when you're training in ninjutsu, it's really easy to do these ridiculous techniques that they gave you because the person is moving in a way that is most beneficial to getting their ass kicked.
0: (laughs) And thus, let's bring it forth to Bullshido.
1: Yes! So they go in... um, with all of that type of stuff, the, the other problem with those punches is when you're training, you're taught to, when you land in that forward lunge with your uh, lunge with your arm extended, you're told to freeze in place so that your opponent can do their technique. When in a fist fight, is your opponent ever going to stand in place and go... Oh no, 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 no. The kick was with your other leg. Here, oh, wait, hold go, on, go hold on. I'm in, I'm try it again. I'm in my like, socks. Let me yeah, get my socks off. It's never off. gonna fucking happen. So you yeah. get these people and you teach them these techniques where they can catch somebody's punch. Oh, you know, God, they throw a no, hook punch dude. and you catch it, hold on to their arm. They do it in ninjutsu, karate, oh, taekwondo, kempo. Yeah. Um, in, in Kempo, the majority of our techniques started with stepping back, doing like an outward block and grabbing their wrist and then controlling their arm while you do a technique. Now
0: I thought Kenpo was karate with like a lot of elbows and. Um,
1: Yeah. So it's, it's basically a blend between karate and Kung Fu. Um, The joke we always used is um, Kenpo is Kung Fu for white people. Um, (laughs) And, and the reason we say that is because, um, White people tend to be a little bit broader and a little bit taller mm-hmm. than, uh, you know, people in, in Southeast Asia. So okay. you, you get your standard white person. You can't person, say that, like, Joe. Not anymore.
2: You can't say anything right. like that.
1: <laughs> well, no, because it, it means they can do things that we can't, actually. Yeah, for sure. So you, you get a, a big white boy out there at the Shaolin Temple. They cannot hold those stances. That it just doesn't happen. We've we've right. got we've got too much too much top weight essentially, right. um, which also comes from cheeseburgers. But that's sure. a, that's a different part of it. Um, so they always made the joke that Kempo was Kung Fu for for white people because the stances aren't nearly as low, but it has a lot of um, Kung Fu uh, concepts in with it. The story goes that uh, Kempo came to be um, during one of the uh, uh, there, there were two or three times, I think it was two times, that the Shaolin Temple was actually sacked. And they they basically walked in, destroyed it, the Shaolin Temple had to be rebuilt, and they basically hunted down Shaolin masters and, and killed them uh, because they were these holy symbols. And when a new emperor would come in, they didn't want people to listen to these other people that he didn't really have control over. Mm. So he would basically, would burn these temples to the ground and would try to kill as many of these masters as they could. Uh, to basically quiet this other voice in the country. Um, so one of these times... Um, Little has oh, changed. <laughs> right. Uh, one of these times, uh, a bunch of these masters flee, and some of them hop on boats and head towards Japan. And they worked as you know merchants or farm laborers or you know whatever it is they could do. And eventually, some of these warrior monks made their way to the island of Okinawa, which was the birthplace of karate. So they start talking with these Okinawan monks, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we do martial arts too." And they basically started teaching each other. So the people doing Okinawan karate started learning Shaolin kung Dude, fu. That's the crazy! I had fu, no idea about this. Yeah, and that's supposedly um, yeah. uh, how Kempo came to be. So it's it's this really cool blend of both styles. So it, it gets it gets really weird sometimes.
0: <laughs> so you'll start, why are you? What do you think in regard to the practicality
1: of karate? Um, so it really depends on what style of karate you're doing. Sure. Um, styles like Kyokushin, those are brutal. So those guys, they don't do a lot of like the fluff, as I call it. Uh, when you're training Have you in heard Kyokushin... of Oyama? Uh,
0: no. Master Oyama? We'll, we'll talk about him. But oh, oh, okay. Kyokushu, okay. Okay.
1: Yeah uh yeah Kyokushin um they are the ones that do the body boxing like sparring so when you get to a certain belt what they do is they'll they'll you know put you in a ring no no pads no gloves or anything um the only rules are no shots to the face or head and nothing to the the groin region well, but well, they'll sit what's there the and fun right <laughs> but they'll they'll sit there and they will just blast each other i mean they they go full power body shots, full yeah. power leg shots, and they will just beat the snot out of each other. And there's actually, um, I can't think of the guy's name. There's, there's a, a guy that was recently uh, in the UFC who started in Kyokushin. Lyoto so, Machida. Yes, actually I do believe his was, yeah, I think his, his yeah. was it, he's Kyokushin a karate, or one of the other ones. Yeah. And practicing. so like, so like that karate, yes, do it I does ask, have, you know? it is applicable because their way of training is you have a person in front of you who's trying to, beat the crap out of you don't let him and that's how they train but then you get more of the like the more popular styles here in in america i still
0: see you giving telling your students like there's a guy (laughs) who's trying to kill you right in front of you don't let him go (laughs) you know like (laughs) uh
1: but then you have yeah these these more uh, americanized ones like um Uh, what's it called? Uh, Shotokan. There's a Shotokan dojo on every street corner in the US. Yeah, my buddy
0: used to do that.
1: Yeah, and it's, Uh, Their training methods are very similar to what I was doing in Kempo. So lots of forms, lots of your opponent punching in and then freezing in place while you grab onto their limbs or, you know, throw an eight strike combo without them moving. And it does a lot of that stuff. Has a lot of like flying, spinning kicks and all of that nonsense. Right,
0: exactly. So, and, and look, I mean, again, it depends on the practitioner, but, you know, there are some flying, spinning shit that works, you know?
1: Yes. Yeah, I um, I'm, I'm but, a huge proponent of spinning shit. Yeah. I love but, spinning shit. <laughs> but it's very hard to do. Exactly. Uh, it is it, it is all 100% about timing. Yes. And when and they use it in the UFC of kicks. Yes, those can work if they you can time it right. work, yes. And when but they do, don't, it's disgusting. Like that's why you don't
0: see a lot of it because when you don't, you're susceptible to attack. And yes. these guys are on way too high a level. Like, they'll see a fucking Capoeira guy at this point and be like, okay, I'll just let that kick pass.
1: Yep. I'll, so, either, I'll either move out of the way or I'm going to go in and grab his back while he's spinning. Yeah, but
0: I, have you seen – like there's, <laughs> one, there's one old piece of footage of this fucking professional fighter and he goes into a Capoeira windmill kick and just knocks this guy
1: yeah, like full full yes. extension on the yes. leg full and like extension sl- on the leg. That's the
0: one. Yeah, it sounds like I mean, a got, baseball bat like a, hitting a
1: brick. Like yes. it, <laughs> You've seen that one. Yeah, so, and that's gross. the one I
0: speak of. It's like like that. You know, when you get someone of that level. Yes. Yeah. So yes. that's what I'm saying. But anyway, to bring this full <laughs> circle, real quick, let's go back to the Gracie Challenge and the inception of the UFC. Yeah. <laughs> um. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what I know about it, which you know. Might I think most of it will be fairly accurate, but yeah, who knows? So, back ever since the beginning of times, styles were pitted against styles. So, before we had this, you know, super information age, there's a little thing called the Gracie Challenge. Now, the zeitgeist is is. You know, going to be influenced by things and the zeitgeist itself is going to influence things. And what was happening around the 1980s was there was a big ninja craze. Oh yeah. Big fucking ninja craze. And it was awesome. And there's, there's background behind that as well. But, you know, people would look at it and just fantasize and so on and so forth. There was also, in the decade prior, again, you know, cinema and, and television and, and all these things influence these things so much. It's fucking crazy. So uh before then you had all these kung fu movies and like stuff like that. So it was basically, you know, as a viewer you were looking at these things like I want to do these things even if it takes years. That's fucking amazing. And the fact is if you fucking busted out some like crazy Shaolin kung fu to any Joe Schmo on the street, you would beat him <laughs> because yes, he's Joe <laughs> Schmo on the street and you've been training this ridiculous shit. For seven (laughs) years. So yeah, you're going to slap the fuck out of him. Okay. Congrats guy. Yeah. So there is something in the world called known as confirmation bias and confirmation. There's different, there's many different facets to confirmation bias. And again, people who are smarter folk than myself can probably explain this a lot better, but it's basically, in my opinion, one of the facets is if you're so invested in something You cannot accept the fact that, you know, maybe it wasn't done right or, you know, it doesn't work after doing it for seven years. Like, you're so far deep that you're like, oh, no, it totally works, even though all the evidence is showing you it doesn't. Right. So a lot of martial artists, well, I mean, you got to think about it. If you invest so much time into something and you're not, you know inclined to really step away from your ego, as you did, Joe, obviously, you're gonna, you're gonna go down with the ship, homie. So, like, here's the thing. So, the Gracies were well aware that in their opinion, jiu-jitsu was the, the best, quote-unquote, martial art you could ever train. Now, to iterate, I believe that you know, it depends on the practitioner and not the practice, right? Though, if you're just going to pair practices up against each other, I would go with jiu-jitsu all the way, hands down, every time. And there's reasons for that. And there's practical yes. reasons for that, okay? Jiu-jitsu, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, was created for the smaller man. And there was a gentleman by the name of Helio Gracie. And Helio Gracie would fight in Valley Tudo tournaments in the fucking 40s against huge-ass Japanese wrestlers. Kimura. That's where Kimura comes from. Yes. And these guys <laughs> these guys would fight for hours. What's the longest Helio match, apparently? It was like six or eight hours or some shit? Oh, my God. It, that could be a little <laughs> bit of an exaggeration, but it, it was like four to six hours or something. Oh, my Just God. Just a straight man. Well, but that's the thing, you know? You've got... <laughs> Two fucking amazing high-level practitioners. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Helio Gracie was like 145 pounds or something like that. Yeah, right in that area, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, it's like, and, and, and that's the reason why he was so good. He had to make the style that his brothers and the rest of his family were learning mm-hmm. applicable to him. And that's why he became Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I know I'm fucking some of this up, but we'll <laughs> basically, fast forward. So the Gracies know this. The Gracies are like, all right, you know, all we need to do is take someone to the mat and submit them or whatever. And if we're up against other jujitsu practitioners, it's just going to be a game of chess. Yes. So they would have this open challenge to other martial artists in the 80s called the Gracie Challenge. And these martial artists, like via Bloodsport or whatever, they have their style, you know. And, they, and there's, 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 crazy, there's crazy differences because just to segue real quick, in the 90s and the 80s, there were these legit pit fighters. That fucking yes. knew. They, these, these were the shoot fighters. These were the yes. shoot fighters. These were, like, these were, you know, like, the, they, the Ken Shamrocks. Like, people, like, these were people that were born to fucking fight, and they realized, okay, wrestling's really good for me here. Uh, these submissions are really good. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, they, they knew. Maybe some of them got lucky. I think Shamrock got even a little bit lucky because someone introduced him to it, and he was like, oh, fuck. And I think he also started out as a wrestler. Great fucking bass. So anyway, the, the Gracies would have this open to challenge to any martial artist. Where if they came in and like beat one of their dudes in their dojo, something crazy would have happened. So consistently, people would come into their video on this shit. Yeah. People would come into their dojos and get fucking tapped. And the real cocky ones would get their asses kicked. Yes. Um, and and you know a lot of times it was just about putting someone in the mat and fucking slapping them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Have you ever seen Maynard do that on, on stage when he was performing?
1: Yes, he yeah. Judo, he gets the guy. He judo tosses yeah.
2: this guy in, yeah. and, he's just a, playing with him. and he throws him. He's
1: so he takes nice his about back. it, though. Yeah, he takes his back and he's like petting him.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's fucking amazing. I love that song. It's so rock and roll, dude. It doesn't get more rock and roll than
1: that. Yeah, don't 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 touch Maynard. That's a bad idea because he's a black belt now, right? Like he's, I fucking
0: believe so, dude. Yeah, he's fucking no fucking so. joke.
1: Like, don't don't touch I wanna him. <laughs> go, I want to. I want to go back.
0: I I wouldn't mind. I, I you know what? It is possible for me to get my black belt in that, but I don't do gi. That's the thing. Oh uh, no, gi. Okay. Yeah, no gi because I, it's a practicality thing for me. At this point, I want to be able to take yes. care of my friends and my family. Okay, like That's... I don't care about the flair and shit like that. Like like. Because I'm an ego-ridden fool. I want everybody to see me win a fight in public if it ever came to it. But I, right. I'm smarter than that. You know, I don't... Dude, I almost got into a fight the other day. And that's never that's that true. hasn't happened for fucking years. Yeah. <laughs> it was weird, though. This yeah, dude flicked he- me off, and I just smiled at him and, and, and waved him toward me. And the dude pulls over. And fucking, I'm walking down the street. And, he, and, he's, and uh, again, like, I'm not like this. Anymore, you know what I mean? I would never, I would never instigate. Well, I'm sure I did a few times, but when I was trying to prove myself. But like that's the thing. Like I'm not, I'm just not like that. I've learned too much, and it's LA, and things are crazy. But anyway, in this particular instant, I had gone to visit some friends at a bar. I just had one drink, whatever. I was crossing the street, and and this dude's like moving up on me, like trying to make a right turn. And I just look back, and I'm like, dude. I didn't say anything, but I looked at him like, just chill out for a second. And I walked on and he's making a right and he just starts mad dogging me. So I'm looking at him and he flicks me off. So I smile and I wave, you know, I'm like, come on like that and the guy drives on and he pulls over and I'm now my adrenaline's pumping. I'm like, fuck, I haven't been in a street fight in decades and fucking <laughs> who knows what the fuck will happen. But I'm just like the best thing I can do because I do want to avoid the fight. So the best way and the best way I think I can avoid the fight and I've got you see my beard right now I look like a fucking biker I'm just going to oh, yeah. smile ear to ear I mean like because honestly I was like if he had come at me I would have tried to fuck this guy up You know what I mean I wasn't angry or anything like that but it was just like it's just that Anyway so he fucking he turns around he pulls his car around right and starts driving back toward me and I'm just I'm just smiling right and as we make on eye contact, as he's driving by me the opposite direction, he just looks straight forward because he sees me smiling ear to Because that's what fighters like. To, I'm like, oh, cool. I'm going to get into a fight. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Someone who doesn't, you know what I mean? Like someone, And I don't live that way, but I'm just saying someone who doesn't live that way is going to just break eye contact and
1: drive the fuck away, which oh, is yeah. what happened. Like 100%, dude. Like, I, was, yeah. I was
0: grinning. I was smiling. I was like, all right, let's go.
1: Yeah, but I was um, nervous too. I was scared too. Yeah, that's that's actually one of the uh the ways that uh, I was told by uh, some of my instructors uh, to avoid a fight yeah it's like when a guy's getting all angry and he's puffing his chest up and he's got his scowl on and you know he's he's pumping his arms and making his chest look big, look as relaxed as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. It fucks with their brain because they're they're sitting there like all right, we're about to go and I'm going to rip this guy's head off and why is he so calm? Well, that's that. So Uh-oh. that's the, you, like... you see, it.
0: if you see, if you see people that are used to f- dude, the dude who's barking, okay, don't put your money on him, put your money on the person who's
1: quiet, but not leaving the situation. Right. Yep. That no matter what the trash talk is, no matter how aggressive the other dude, guy looks, yeah. if he's just standing there and he's just like, yeah, when, when you're ready.
0: <laughs> yeah dude it's, the, it's um, a different, it's a different motherfucking beast dude
1: the the correct face is um if you go back and watch all the like the mike tyson fights
0: mm-hmm.
1: you, you you know before the fight starts like you know when they go out and like touch gloves and they're standing in their corners you'll always see one guy you know he'll be like pacing back and forth he's got this mean mug on mike tyson looks like he's waiting in line to buy some diet soda
0: yeah dude it's again, just it's a different pure, motherfucking beast. calm dude is like over
1: his face that's that's the guy you want to be terrified of
0: yes yeah and and it's fucking yes it's it's absolutely true dude like and like i said those are those street fighters that like they could probably give rare but they could probably give someone a professional a run for their money sometimes but anyway so the fucking you know the, the 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 challenge kept going and apparently no one came in and beat them there's a lot of footage on it. And then, so they decided, they're like, you know, let's try and make this thing global if we can. They started the UFC. That was the, that was the Gracie family, started the UFC. And believe it or not, Hoyce Gracie, who won those things in the beginning, except yeah. for the second one was actually a ninjutsu guy, believe it or not. Um, oh, which no. is It is, <laughs> but it, I mean, it also shows the progression of things. Because if you look at the first few UFCs, there are methods that are being utilized that, like, would just get the attacker's ass kicked at this point. Right. You know? And, and that's, that's, that's the thing. Like, they see this guy who—Hoyce wasn't even the best fucking Gracie they could have put there. But they knew they were just so good, he'd beat everybody, and he <laughs> did. You know? I mean, look, dude, I don't give a fuck who you are. You fighting fucking Ken Shamrock or someone like that, or fucking uh, uh, Mark Cole, Coleman— or some yeah. shit like that like you get the fuck out of here remember that big alaskan dude who would drop those fucking down downward elbows that oh god dude fuck. yeah i love those but anyway that's <laughs> that's where the ufc comes from and and bringing us full circle it's basically like look the these guys for the most part in the ufc do not try that fancy shit it doesn't fucking work and that's the fucking bottom line like again, it's about the practitioner. There's plenty of people that know Aikido that could fucking end me very quickly. Right? They've studied that much and so on and so forth. But I gotta tell you what, they ain't gonna catch my punch. Right? And they if are. That punch gets not. through. I'm breaking their fucking nose. Yes. So this is this is <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Is, is is is. So I've always been like I think a pragmatic sort, and 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 you know doing my studying and stuff like that. Like I figured. You know the best bases you can have are like fucking wrestling. Boxing is an amazing fucking martial
1: art. Judo, definitely jujitsu. jitsu I love judo. Oh I, man, see, I didn't study, but it's rad. I never got to study it. If if I had not injured myself, um, judo would have been my next style, guaranteed. Speaking of injuring yourself,
0: let's hear some of these war stories. I remember you <laughs> telling me. I remember you telling me about. <laughs> you know, a a few. Let's let's let's
1: let's hear. Let's hear all a right. couple of um, these. Uh, so first, I'll I'll just go over all, all of my severe injuries. I'll just list them. Then I'll then I'll tell a story or two of my favorite one. Okay. Uh, um, so let's see here. I have fractured my sternum twice. I have fractured uh, my two floating ribs on my left side. Fractured all five bones in my right hand at the same time. uh, Broke the bone right behind my left pinky, throwing a bad punch. Um, So technique, kids, um, because that could have been very easily avoided. Um, Dislocated my right wrist. Dislocated or popped my left kneecap out of place. Ow! Ow! Yeah, that sucked. It snapped right back in. Um, which Fun. was that, good. that was yeah. But you were um, in pain for like six <laughs> hours, I'm sure. At least. Oh my, dude, weeks, Days. weeks. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, dislocated one toe, uh, broken and fractured probably four or five uh, other toes. I flattened two discs in my upper back. Um, oh, tore Jesus. a bunch of muscles in my lower back, and those were just torn muscles. But those led to my worst injury because then I, it made me limp because it was all my stabilizer muscles. Um, so, my back would lock up and go out, so I limped for years. I had a limp, and by favoring my right leg, the muscles got loose, and now my right hip hangs partially out of socket. Okay. So it'll pinch all of the nerves and when it goes out, keep fighting kids. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so, uh, like when my, when my, when my back and hip go out, I mean, they're, they're out. I'm, I'm like a turtle on its back. I'm, I'm screwed. I can't, I can't even breathe. I
0: hope in the, in the near future, Um, that gets remedied. Hopefully. Oh, my God
1: hope so i hope once yeah i mean i, I was already told that i was going to need a uh to get some vertebrae fused um when i was like 25 they're like you're gonna need to they're like you're too young though we're not touching you
0: he has he he it as well because my mom had a yeah. botched fusion and oh. she's been in debilitating pain her whole life because of it
1: oh god right. yeah Just yeah do
0: your research and be wary I'm, of, they, of course, a lot of they said they would
1: it. Yeah, they said they'd, they'd probably want to wait until I was closer to 50. So hopefully the, the technology gets better by then. Yeah, I would imagine so. Um, I really you know, hope.
0: I'm waiting for my hair. I'm waiting for the right. hair on top of my head, right. Joe. <laughs> I'm waiting for that miraculous <laughs> hair to come on back on Filthy's bald, testicular-looking head.
1: And then, um, let's see here. um I've had three confirmed concussions, but I think I've had closer to five or six because after my third confirmed one,, uh, my doctor said I was not allowed to do any type of contact sport ever again, and I was just about to get my instructor's belt um. <laughs> So, uh, my next concussions, I just didn't go to the doctor. But yeah, I think I've had five or six concussions. Oh God, dude. Um, so those are all my fun injuries. Most of them were martial arts. Like the flattening of the discs was actually falling off of something when I was a kid. Oh. But yeah, the majority of all of those were sparring, um, yeah. essentially. Uh, so yeah, my favorite one. So this was one of my. Con- this was my third confirmed concussion. Uh So every Saturday when I was doing Kempo, we would do our sparring classes and these ones. So I was at this point, I I had not yet gotten my instructor's belt, but I was I was going and training under our master every week with the other instructors Um, when we would do sparring lessons at the Instructors Academy. It was a lot more hardcore, like we would hit each other a lot harder. Well, these ones were the ones with our students, so I had to tone it down. Um, Still looked forward to it every week. I loved those matches. Like, they were so much fun. Well, I go out for my first sparring match, and Sensei teams me up with actually our master's son, uh, who was a black belt. I was, uh, I think, a green belt at this time. And uh, we're sparring, and uh, I actually made him teach me this technique. So so this was hilarious what he did. So he kind of like shortened his stance up and took like a side stance. And he had a side guard going up and he just kind of like leans backwards. And I'm looking at him like, what the f- the hell are you doing? Like you have no stance. <laughs> so I step in and I throw this like haymaker punch at his head. Yeah. Well, he spins off of it and catches me with a spinning back fist right to the bridge of my nose. Oh, so my head snaps back and then you know, my, vi- get a little stars in my vision, you know, which is pretty normal. The blood starts coming out of my nose. Well, You never bleed on Sensei's floor. That's like a big rule. Um, Do not get blood on Sensei's carpet you're gonna have a bad time so i, I open up my ghee so that the blood can fall into it i run into the bathroom you know i'm pinching my nose i get the bleeding to stop finally and i run back out because i was like i have to make my second sparring match like i i, I i'm gonna be so mad if i miss it so i i
0: get it dude it's just great
1: it was the highlight of my week i was like i yeah. need to get my second sparring match it's only an hour long i only get two i have to get With back a out broken there. fucking nose dude. Dude. no not not broken yet um actually never broke the nose so uh I, I get back out and they're on the last round of spar of sparring matches everyone everyone has moved to the opposite side of the room and i come out and i'm like well shit and i, I i've got this you know sad puppy dog look on my face i was probably like 17 at the time so i've got this like sad puppy dog and i just kind of go and mope in the corner and uh well our chief instructor was out there he's a third degree black belt he's like joe Come out here, you can spar with me. And I'm like, wait, what? Seriously? I get to spar with a 3rd degree black belt? This is going to be fucking awesome. So I get out there and I bow and I'm all excited and um you know, he's being very gentle with me. You know, he's going down to my speed, my power and I'm I'm hitting nothing but air. Like his footwork was so much better. He's just dancing wow. around me. Well, he ends up backing me up against the wall and so my I'm in a, a left-handed stance. Um left foot is up against the wall. And then he leans forward, lowers his guard, and puts his front hand on his front knee and sticks his chin out. This is exactly what goes through my mind. I am about to blast a third-degree black belt in front of everyone. I am going to earn my instructor's belt in this one shining moment. I push off the wall and I throw a full power haymaker with my left hand straight at his face. Just like what happened in my previous sparring match. He spun off of it and caught me right underneath my nose with a spinning hook kick. Oh God. My head whips back. He immediately grabs my gi rips it open and like bends my head down and goes bathroom now and i get (laughs) in the bathroom i have two steady streams of blood coming out of each nostril and i'm leaning over the sink the sink is coated at this point uh one of the assistant instructors comes in and they're like hey joe you okay and i remember looking over at him and being like yeah i'm fine and then the next thing i know my vision comes to i'm on my knees next to the sink I've got blood all over the front of me. And the, the other sensei, he's picking me up and he's like, Joe, wake up, Joe, wake up. So he picks me up and I like lean over the sink again. And he's like, dude, are you OK? You just passed out. I was like, I didn't pass out. I'm fine. Immediately, I turn around, throw the toilet open and I threw up a stomach full of blood well when i had passed out my head went backwards so all the blood went down my throat into my stomach oh my god so the sink is completely coated in blood the floor is covered in blood and now the toilet is covered in blood and it's at that moment that the chief instructor walks in to check on me because he just bowed the class out he walks in and goes holy shit get his parents on the phone (laughs) So they're sitting there and they're, he's like, Joe, you have to stay awake. He goes, dude, you, you have to stay awake. If you pass out again, I have to call an ambulance. He's like, you have to stay awake. So they carry me up to the front of the dojo. I've got uh, an entire stack of paper towels next to me. And I mean, it, my nose is just gushing still. So my my dad walks in. And uh, the important thing here to remember is my dad has my exact same sense of humor, but my sensei is terrified. You know, he sees a parent come in. He just blasted a 17-year-old in the face. There's blood everywhere. He passed out. So he's thinking, like, oh, shit, they're going to sue us. Like, we're in so much trouble. And my dad walks in, looks over at me, and goes, yeah, that wouldn't have happened if you learned how to block. (laughs) And I start, and, like, the look on my sensei's face is like, wait, what? And I start laughing which hurts so much. So they end up taking, you know, my dad takes me to the emergency room. Uh, They do a a full uh, x-ray of my skull and everything to make sure everything's okay. Um, The doctor's like, well, uh, your nose is not broken. He goes, I don't know how. Um, You have a concussion from it. And we believe um, that since you passed out from it and what your current blood pressure is, we think you lost just under two pints of blood. (laughs) <laughs> Jesus and over two pint you know i think four pints you die uh um, oh really so uh, yeah shit. like you can like if you don't get transfusions at that point like you're in a lot of trouble Jesus. so uh, he's like all right well you got a concussion he's like here's what you do for concussions like oh this is my third i'm fine he goes and that's when he's like oh you've had three he goes you're done he's like you cannot get another concussion
0: and uh, this was all know, at 17 know, he, yeah yeah, yeah. It's probably for the best
1: <laughs> yeah and then of course i continued to train for like right. Right. Seven, eight years because I'm a yeah. dumbass. Yeah. But um. So yeah, I, I get back home and everything's fine, and I'm supposed to stay off my feet for a week. So I I wasn't allowed to do sparring or training for about a. Uh, I I stayed off for about a week. The doctor said a month, but I, I I held off for about a week. Well, I get back into the 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 dojo the next day just to you know let them know I'm okay. Well, my face was so swollen it was a straight line from the tip of my nose to the middle of my lip. Oh, my. So they all started calling me. Sensei Joe for, or Sensei Who from Whoville <laughs> because I look like a fucking Who from the fucking Jim Carrey <laughs> fucking uh, Grinch movie. uh So that started that day. And then the next week, I go to um the Instructor's Academy. And of course, uh you know, Master Clark uh, knew what had happened to me. So he was aware I was going to be sitting out. Well, I walk up to him and, and, you know, I'm like, Sensei. And he's like, Joe. And he pats me on the shoulder and he's like, so I heard, uh, you've gotten really good about blocking with your face. <laughs> I was like, yes, sensei. He goes, all right, now that you've mastered that, I'm going to show you how to block with your hands. It works way better. And then he just turns around and walks away. Well, but then that started another joke. Have you ever seen the movie Kung Pao Enter the Fist? Yes. <laughs> oh my God. So the character Low. we trained him wrong as a joke so anyone who hasn't seen it it's a character in a a, a, it's a comedy a a kung fu spoof movie so it just makes fun of pretty much every chop movie that's ever been made and and one of the the main like you know comedy reliefs in the movie is wimp low and they trained him to think that losing is winning uh, because they thought it was funny Uh well one of the scenes in the movie he's fighting the main character and he goes how do you like my face to your foot style? <laughs> now try my f- now try my nuts to your feast. Well, <laughs> since since I took a shot directly to the face with somebody's foot, um, after they found out that Master Clark had said that to me, <laughs> everybody started calling me Sensei wimp low We trained him wrong, as a joke. <laughs> yeah, of course, it's fucking fantastic. But yeah, that was that one was brutal. My my head hurt after that one for like a solid three months. Yeah, like if you, I moved my head too that's quick. That's our eyes are a little too oh. big for our stomach. I think, right? Like, yes, and my sensei apologized profusely, and and I think after like the that's really nice, week, actually. He, yeah, he he was worried. He thought he was going to lose a student, and you know all of this stuff. And finally, I, I I looked at him, and I was like, sensei, you were going at my level, and I threw a haymaker at you. I was like, you spun off of it and and countered it the only way you could. The other option was letting me blast you. I was like, it's my fault. Like, I, uh, I really shouldn't have thrown a punch at someone who's that much better than me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Good lesson to be learned.
1: Yes. And that my was my, my humbling experience. Um, but then uh, this created another problem, uh, something that uh, we are in tempo. We refer to it as the fear. And you can see this in, in MMA fights. So you'll, you'll see a fight start, and then one guy will just kind of get clocked pretty good, not to the point where the fight's over, but you know that the guy felt it. And then you see a complete change in his demeanor, his stance, and everything. And then he gets picked apart, and he loses. Yeah. Well, we call that the fear. Mm-hmm. Well, I developed the fear. So after that happened, whenever any strike would be thrown at my face, I would, like, duck my head down and cover my face with my hands horrible thing to do in a fight. Yeah. So this is a problem. My sense is trying to get me to stop, but I'm I'm not stopping. So he calls our master and tells him that Joe has the fear. And at this point I'm I'm already, you know, I've I've made it to to my instructor belt. I mean this was months later. Mm-hmm. I'm still ducking and covering my face. Right. So we're we're at the instructor's academy, we're doing um some sparring and uh master clark walks up says joe you're in the middle and i walk out and he grabs a second degree black belt and he goes joe has developed a problem where every time uh, a strike is thrown at his face he covers his face and he ducks if joe does this you are to knee him in the solar plexus as hard as you can and i'm sitting there and i'm like wait what and he just goes fight so we start sparring and i'm like Okay, don't duck, don't duck, don't duck, we're going, you know, about 20 seconds goes in, and then he throws a a punch at my face, and I cover it and I duck. He got me in a clinch, just like a Muay Thai clinch, Mm -hmm. and knees me in the solar plexus as hard as he can. I hit the ground, and I make that noise. If you've ever heard somebody get the wind knocked out of them, yeah. it sounds like a, like a rhinoceros has indigestion. It's just <laughs> this, this blood-curdling sound Whoa. as the air escapes their body without their permission. I had to drag myself, or I had to crawl to the bathroom, because um, uh, Master Clark wouldn't let anybody pick me up. I had to crawl to the bathroom where I uh, projectile vomited from the pain alone. Yeah. And then I had to go back out. And I had to finish my sparring match. <laughs> Did you duck D- again? Never again. <laughs> because that pain from that knee was so blindingly excruciating. Yeah. But then I became terrified of getting knee. Oh, no. So Joe's my got, head Joe's stayed up. Here again. <laughs> no, it fixed the problem. My yeah. head never went down again. My back is straight as an arrow when I sparred from that point on. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's it's it's very interesting. It's very interesting. <laughs> so, um, now you had been you had been studying you know these various styles for a while, and to iterate, it was your your buddy basically turned you on to Brazilian Jiu Jitsu
1: yes now, um, and i'd watched ufc and that stuff but i'd always thought like ah now nah, Kempo could take them and it wasn't right. until he started just tapping me out every time we went yeah. to the ground i was like yeah okay there's okay so to this. this
0: is this is when you started realizing that a lot of the things you studied were impractical <laughs> a lot of the a lot of the so that was through jujitsu.
1: yes yeah it's yes 100 that's
0: that's that's pretty that's pretty amazing um uh, yeah, I've had some, uh, I've had some crazy experiences like the, the, uh, in the budo taijutsu, our sensei, I think was a little crazy. In fact, yeah. I'm sure of it. And he lit- and he had like, you know, his, 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 you know, I mean, they, they, they were my friends, but you know, he had his, his little underling guy that was like, they were convinced everything worked like the matrix. Yes. So, so for fuck's sake. So they're telling me this story about how they're all bouncers, right? And it's like, I would, I, I would bar back, but you know, we all trained together and like, I would help them out when I, when they needed it and stuff like that. Um, but they were telling me this story that outside the nightclub, like these MMA fighters came in and like started shit or whatever. And they all started fighting and his underling said he looked over at my sensei and he saw my sensei like get into a stance and throw energy and the guy flew back that's what he told me they believed this shit yes. and at the time i believed i kind of believed them because they were so you know i had already been training yeah. with these guys and i was young i was like in my 20s but i was like i i wasn't at the point where i was like that's complete bullshit my my full yes. skeptic hadn't come out yet right but I was also like, eh. inside my head, I was like, I'm not sure about it. I think they believe it. But they would think that, that, you know, like everything worked like the matrix. And, and, you know, again, that bullshito, those, those, you know, senseis that are like throwing energy and like stuff like this. A lot of these people believe their own fucking shit. People are funny and dumb. Yes. You know? they- and then, and then you get, you get one person who believes their own shit and there's
1: like 500 others who believe him too <laughs> yes they they basically become uh gurus is like a good, a good good uh, way to, to explain they they somehow are they, they're able to convince people that yeah i'm not like you know i, think I just figured god. out what it is <laughs> it's like i'm not a god but i'm, I'm more than human because i can do things that humans can't do and, and i they, think sorry go ahead <laughs> Yeah, and they, they're able to basically brainwash people. Um, Absolutely right. And, and what ends up happening is you get one brainwashed person, and then they get another student, and then they see that brainwashed student basically worshipping this guy, and they're like, oh, this guy must be legit. And then it's kind of this domino effect. And then, yeah, before you know it, they have this whole congregation of right. students so... that, that thinks they can throw chi-balls. Right, <laughs> Che
0: balls <laughs> So... But that's what I'm saying. Like even beyond that, just like like cultist type stuff, it's they people want to be perceived as special by someone they they hold in a higher regard, I think. Is Yeah, absolutely. Is what it is. And I think with these things, you know, I mean fuck, dude, we would all want there to be fuck, I'd want there to be a death punch. You fucking kidding me? Right? There's no death punch, my friends. There's there's that that was started. So many things have been started by con men. And then yes. idiots pick them up and they're like, oh, look at this. Right. And it's fucking. He says it's real. <laughs> yeah. Because the thing about the dim mock and, 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 and pressure points was this fucking con man who yes. would fucking sell shit in the back of black belt fucking magazine. <laughs> yep. And then all these fucking idiot yahoos in the eighties would be like, oh shit. I know the death touch. Yes. And it's like, the bottom line is this, like, it, it's still funny because people are like, UFC's a sport. Yeah, it's a fucking sport. Sure but, is. But, <laughs> uh, I mean, y- you put any one of them against a proficient fighter on the street, the proficient fighter on the street is not going to have a chance. Again, save maybe one or two people on the planet.
1: Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, dude, it, it gets to be pretty funny. I think, um, I think it was you, I was talking with this bef- uh, about this with before, um, when you were doing the ninjutsu, did they do the training where you would blindfold yourself right. and have so to sense when the, uh, your I kind of wanted to talk about
0: that, but I knew we had talked about it, but I'm going to bring it up now. Yeah. Yeah. So basically we were lucky, lucky enough to, to train in Santa Monica beach. Nice. Um, which is just beautiful because there's, there's a park that overlooks the beach. And it's, it's absolutely serene. I fucking love it out here. I'm so grateful. I was born and raised out here, but my God. So anyway, the aesthetics were wonderful and so on and so forth. And my master was like, all right, uh, you're going to dodge a sword today. And I'm Just like, what the fuck? Dude? Yeah. This shit, dude. And basically, yes, we would stand in front of him with our back to him. Okay, and uh-huh. he'll tell us to close our eyes. So he wouldn't go with the whole blindfold, but I'm sure he just forgot it or something. Because, <laughs> right. you know, that's part of the... <laughs> yeah. That's part of the whole presentation, baby. And like I said, I think this I think this guy, like, believed all his... She's like, we're the, we're the yes. Black Crow Dojo. Like, we went away even from Hatsumi stuff. We're the Black Crow's. I'm like, isn't that a band? <laughs> um, so, basically, Runch what he right, what he'll do is he'll take his... Uh, wooden katana, right? Uh, Part of me or just like small staff or whatever. And swing it not too fast uh, yeah. at the person in front of him. And he'll even like he won't he won't hit him with it. He'll he'll tap him with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But so my turn comes. And, and his whole thing is it's it's you, you, it's a thoughtless process. It's just you yes. sense it coming and you move out of the way, right? Yes. And God, like to an impressionable 20-year-old, like who wouldn't want that? That's being psychic. Yeah, it's a superpower. It's a superpower. I love you so much. It's a superpower, exactly. And it's like the way it's presented and stuff. And I saw him do it with a couple people first. And, and my, my one buddy is like 6'4", Mohawk, big old bouncer. And he moved out of the way. I was like, wow, that's cool, you know? So like you said, I wasn't doing anything, right? and he he came down on me and he's like okay we'll try it again. Like I wasn't fucking moving, right? Like I was like you yeah. said I didn't sense it. He's like you'll feel something, right? And this yeah. is this is that power of persuasion even if he's not intending to be malicious. And legitimately, I did it for a third time and I just started looking at the birds. Yeah. And I felt a shock. Like not not a painful shock. Yeah, but the like tingling an energy- Yes. I really did feel this. And I know it's 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 psychological. Where I'd be pretty sure it was. Yeah. And I literally moved just slightly out of the way and the then the sword went and I was like, oh my god. But that's the thing, you know, it's like yeah. nothing happened. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no. And he's like and he's like, he's definitely changing his speed up according to the thing. And he's that's the thing, confirmation bias. He probably doesn't
1: even realize it,
0: right? Right. He yes. also really hurt one of his students by accident, who was a girl. Ooh. Yeah, he like he like separated her back or some shit.
1: Holy crap,
0: by doing like a, a just a, a, a an open. Bu- this guy was insane. He pulled a knife on me once this motherfucker. <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah, he pulled a, he pulled we were outside, we were outside my club. And I'm a bit of a drama queen, so he had a, or I used to be at least. Um I, I really don't think I am anymore. Thank goodness. But I don't know. Who knows? I'm still a fucking Karen at times. But anyway. <laughs> oh, baby steps, baby steps. But yeah, <laughs> I was like, look, when I'm fucking working in the clubs or restaurants or whatever, like Filthy wants to entertain. Filthy wants to make fucking, like even before this, I was an actor. You know what I mean? So it would be frustrating for me to be in a regular work environment when I knew how much I could do with other talents, right? So... You know, I would get dramatic and passionate and stuff like that. And I walk outside and I'm just so fucking pissed for some reason. I'm fuming. He's like, are you right? And I'm like, nah, man, I was being all dramatic. And this is exactly what came out of my mouth because I had heard it in a fucking movie. <laughs> I said, nah, man, I'm pretty fucking far away from our right. <laughs> and it wasn't even like a big deal. I was just, just puffing my feathers. I mean, I'm sure it was angry, but whatever. <laughs> Cause I definitely have my buttons, but he took me by my throat, pinned me up against the wall, pulled out a switchblade and put it to my cheek. And he says, are you all right now? And I was like, I was like, (laughs) no, you're fucking crazy. Get the fuck off of me, dude. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and like from that moment on, I was like, all right, Mr. Macho, you're a crazy motherfucker. Like I'm not, I'm not dealing with you anymore. Um, yeah, and to be honest with you, like that was the funny thing too. I fucking he was like he was, one of my first days, and this was kind of stupid of me, but one of my first days he was like, "Is there any move that any you think I can't get out of?" My hand goes right up. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, yeah, it's like I know the rear naked choke. You ain't getting out of that, homie. Like there's, right. it's just not. It's just not happening. So he's like, "All right, come on," and I I put him in a in a in a in a loose Mataleon. You know, like just a, a yeah a loose one. I didn't tighten up, but everything was secure. And I was like, "Can I, can I flex?" And he's like, yeah. "If you want to go there." And I was like, "I didn't know what that meant." I was like, "Okay." So I started flexing, and homie ain't getting out of it. And he's starting to like puff up and shit. So he fucking takes his hand, grabs my fucking balls. I because look, this is not in, in a real fight. Like I'm sure I would have just taken it and yeah. just tried to choke him out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. But I took my hands off and I was like, okay, okay. He, he fucking, he does some weird shoulder thing, grabs me by the throat, picks me up, slams me on the ground and knees me in the head. And Jesus. everybody is like, and everybody's like, their eyes are like wide open. And I get up and I have blood coming out of my nose yeah. or my mouth. I think it was, <laughs> and he hit me in the temple. And I think it was coming out of my mouth. I was like, "What the fuck happened?" He's like,
1: "Dude, he needs
0: you in the head." And I was like, "Ah, oh, that's cool." Um, <laughs> there was another time. There's a, we're not supposed to talk about this, uh, but actually, he had a point. He was like, he was like, "There's certain things that he's like, I don't want you teaching people this because I'm karmically responsible." And I'm like, "Okay, I mean that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like I even even if karma isn't a thing, like I still get that, right? Which is why I'm going to." dilly-dally around this but basically there's a nerve in your body that has two strands in it and it's above well I'm giving it away but whatever <laughs> it's above your your dick like it's 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 below okay. your abdomen right and above your dick and it's like and the reason why I know that there's two synapses or whatever the fuck it is that come down is because he fucking pinched them. Ow! He's like, yeah, he's, like, he's <laughs> like, well, you know, he was just like pressure points or whatever. And he's like, if you're in a bad situation, you can take your thumb and finger and pinch this nerve right here, right? And he's like, he had us all do it. And he did it to me. And I was ready to fucking just fuck him up, dude. Like, and just die. Because oh. that shit hurts so fucking bad.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, I learned a lot of uh, pressure points in Kempo and stuff. They call them poison pockets. So is, that any, is there anything to any of those? So, I mean, yeah, there's pressure points, and they do hurt. Um, right,
0: but, I mean, hurting but... like, like you've got your forearm against someone else's forearm, and it's about to break?
1: Uh no it's it's exactly. just um yeah um a, a good way to to look at this is um a white belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu if you're in their guard and you're trying to go past it you take your elbow down right and you kind of put it right on the the inside of their thigh right yes and you press and wiggle it their leg's gonna arms. move Tyrannosaurus arm exactly their leg's gonna move and you yep. can you can pass put your guard. leg on there try, yeah try it on a black belt his leg ain't moving It doesn't care anymore he's had that pressure point pushed on. Thousands upon thousands upon thousands of times. The black yeah. belt's not going to give a crap. He's going to tap you. And right. so, so yes, they are there. Yes, they do cause pain, but that's the reason that pro fighters don't bother with them. Is they're like, but oh, that's you what can, you can press on that. All you want because like, I get punched in the face for a living. Right. You know, and, that, and,
0: right. and that's the, th- <laughs> I mean, that's why is because it's because with my adrenaline and the speed I'm going, you're going to try and push me under my armpit. Uh, okay. Like, I'm, I'm
1: just going to punch you, you know, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's so, so that's, that's the yeah, thing too. Yeah. I learned a lot of those. Uh, yeah, they called them poison pockets, uh, in Kempo. So I learned all over the arm, the chest, all different spots on the legs, the groin, like, so they do feasibly work. It's just, you don't want to use them in a fight and, yeah. and are
0: any, can any of these things like actually incapacitate you or debilitate you?
1: Um, so, some like if if you get hit hard enough, like um, uh, like uh, uh the dead arm, you know, someone punches you right in the middle yeah. of your your bicep. Yeah, yeah. Like it hurts. It kind of hurts to move it up, and your hand will feel a little weak. But you know, if, if you've got like an adrenaline dump because you, you're in an actual fight, you're probably not even going to notice when that I you feel got hit it, there. No, of course yeah, not. Yeah, you're. I you mean, really? afterwards, you're going to be like, "Why does my arm hurt?" You'd be like, "Yeah, oh, I guess he did punch me there." Okay, but like in the moment. No, it's it's not going to, especially if they have a full-blown adrenaline dump. The brain's not even going to care. It's you know, their your brain's going to be like, "We'll deal with that tomorrow." Okay, so <laughs> now with
0: what you know, we're gonna we're gonna take a little deviation. I want you, just <laughs> ego aside, <laughs> if you're comfortable, rank oh, yeah. your top five effective martial arts, starting with number five at the worst.
1: Oh uh, man. Yeah, like if you want to. I could probably do that okay. as well. So I know my 5, um I just don't know how to rank them. So this is objective um, though. Like, it is. Like, it is. Yeah. Okay. Um so I would say number 5 for me would be um boxing. Uh you can't go wrong with it. No. If if you're exactly. if you a skilled boxer and and you get into a street fight, you're you're going to fuck some shit up. Yeah, it's true. Um <laughs> after that one See, this is where it gets really difficult for me. Um, I would say, mm, uh, I'm going to go with judo as yeah. number four. Fuck yeah! Um, now, if if I'm looking at everything, I put judo at four. If I'm looking at just street fighting, I'd put judo a little higher, just because if yeah. you drop someone, you know, on their fought, back on that concrete, was of my street <laughs> fight,
0: I still have a yeah. arm because I fought oh. a judo guy.
1: Yeah. Oh, poor he man.
0: Flipped me, and I landed on my own arm. And he was sitting on me with his fist, like about yes. to punch my face. And I was like, get oh. off me, dude. And he didn't do it. And like right. in retrospect, I was like, that guy was a judo practitioner. <laughs> okay,
1: go yeah. Ahead. yeah, dude. Oh, I would never get in a fight with someone who knows judo. Na- well, nowadays, back in the day, I would have, but not, yeah. no. hell no. Yeah. Um, right. After judo, so I would say number three for me would be uh, kickboxing. There's my shit. Love me some kickboxing. A little kick bit boxing. of Muay Thai. A little bit of Muay Thai. Right? No, I'm mean, I'm saying Muay Thai is different from from okay. traditional kickboxing. So Fair That's going to be a different Was part. American kickboxing or just um,
0: kickboxing? Um, or I'm, going tra-
1: I, I, I'm going traditional kickboxing. Okay. a okay. little, little bit of that international circuit there. Um, oh,
0: okay. So wait, uh, just real
1: quick, are we talking about like the Dutch stuff and like stuff like that? Um, I would say like pr- uh uh i would say like the like like traditional the as opposed
0: to Muay Thai?
1: okay like like the k-1 style so you can tell that people have done taekwondo and you know stuff like that before they got into it right because they just have amazing kicks that come from yeah. every fucking angle yeah yeah love that sh- i love watching that shit um yeah. number two for me is going to be brazilian jiu-jitsu yes uh And the only reason it is not number one, and it's because I'm a stand-up fighter, and that's where all my stuff was. Number one for me, hands down, is Muay Thai. Whoa! I I love Muay Thai. How long did you do (laughs) Muay Thai there? Uh, I never really did any. I I learned some stuff here or there, but uh, after all of the stuff that I have been watching just over the years and... Um and, and here's the, the main reason it's my favorite stand-up. So it's between that and kickboxing. Um the reason I like it more than kickboxing is because MMA. it has a more uh and, and I don't want people to take this the wrong way, but its approach is more simplistic. Eight moves. And when I yeah, when I say simplistic, yeah, they have very few strikes that they teach, yeah, but and you, you, you practice need anymore. them a million fucking times. Yeah. And you are so good at 'em. And you look at um like the world champion, like kick or uh, uh, muay Thai fighters, when they throw combos, they're usually only throwing three, maybe four strikes in a combo. It's very they, they've they've got out all of the fluff. There's nothing there yes, that doesn't need to be what I there. That's love about it. And it's and you don't have to think about it as much. Whereas with you know these K1 fighters, you watch these world champions. You will see them throw combos six, seven, eight, nine, 10 strikes yeah, in a row. Dude. And it's gorgeous. And it's beautiful. And that's,
0: that's what I enjoy about talking with you as well, because you do see it as an art when yes. I see two people fighting, I see them as like two insects because we're animals of this <laughs> earth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's so beautiful because it's so fucking primal and so fucking simple. It's, yes. it's, a, it's a representation of the battle for
1: survival. And I yes. love that. Yes. And that's, that's the reason I like Muay Thai more than kickboxing is just because they have taken out so much of the fluff and the From flare the kickboxing, such as all, what? Such as the um,
0: Taekwondo shit you're
1: probably talking yeah, about. Yeah. So, so like you look at a Muay Thai fighter, he's got a smash kick, a front kick, and a knee. Those, those are the primary kicks that he's going to be doing you look at a uh, uh you know someone in k1 they've got a front kick a side kick a side thrust kick a spinning back kick a back kick a crescent kick uh you know roundhouse hook spinning hook spinning roundhouse they have so many of these kicks and they do all work and they are all sure. fantastic sure. but they are it's so different. hard to do that's it's not that... only that
0: it's that it's that you don't need anything else like those those white high combos like, that's like, let's defend against getting hit by a bat. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, we don't, you don't, need... you don't block them. You, you get take, you, you get obliterated by. Yes. Them. Yes. <laughs> and yes. And that's why like the only, I, I love, I loved, loved, loved your top five. So what I would take out would be the traditional uh, kickboxing and put in wrestling. Wrestling is something ah. I haven't done myself. I've never done it. Well, actually I did. I trained with the guy who trained Dan Henderson briefly and it was like insane. But just what I know objectively, again, no confirmation bias here. I haven't really done wrestling. I do know it's one of the great martial arts. And it's been, it has been that way since again, the beginning of the UFC because you had straight wrestlers winning. Oh yeah. Yes. It's a devastating martial
1: art. Um, so yeah, I never trained in wrestling, but we did have a student, uh, in my, uh, when I was doing Kempo that, that was on the wrestling team and, uh, you know, he was varsity and like, he was, he was pretty good. And I remember, um, God, we, they were trying to teach us some grappling stuff, uh, in Kempo. It was, all of it was wrong. Yeah. Uh, they Jesus. were, they were not doing it right, but they were, they knew UFC was getting popular. So they're trying to throw that shit in there. So they, they had yeah. us do some like groundwork type yeah, stuff dude, it's so and, funny. uh, i remember working that's with confirmation bias change it go train mma yeah. <laughs> you're right. not gonna survive buddy i'm sorry yeah but i remember we, i was working with him and this wasn't you know we weren't like actually rolling or anything we were just doing like the techniques and i remember when he like uh, you know put his chest on top of mine and i i we were about the same weight he felt like he weighed a million pounds uh, and you know what that is bro <laughs> technique it's crazy. Yes. It's yes. that one little
0: pop from that boxer I was talking about at 12%. It was like, I know he yes. just tagged me with hardly any of his strength. Why do I feel like I've been hit? Because that technique right. makes it feel like a fucking rock.
1: Yeah. And I'm sitting there, you know, the guys on top of me, I'm like, I can bench press more than he weighs. Yeah. Why can't I move him even an inch? Right. So Because his, his weight was spread out so fucking that's well, what I was there about was to no say. hope. There was no so hope
0: from a jujitsu <laughs> standpoint. It's 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 like you see how flexible I am,
1: right? Oh, yeah. You I, must have one hell of a rubber guard.
0: <laughs> so I never learned the rubber guard. And that's why I kind of wanted to start training with Eddie Bravo <laughs> or some shit like that. Because for those of you listening that are into martial arts and shit, I can put both legs in the back of my head. And it's like I incorporate that shit when I fucking roll. There was one time I was fighting with um, with uh, my buddy who was a. A muay thai uh i don't know if he was a champion but he was really fucking good um japanese dude he was just a really good guy anyway this was the guy that that kicked me on my leg and i fell down and i was just like i was just in shock because i was like what did he do he didn't even hit me hard but i just went down so whenever i would spar with this gentleman and i knew muay thai i just never been in the ring like this motherfucker Right. He was such a good dude. Um, But my coach was like, all right, filthy, you got to take him to the ground because, you know, you're not going to be able to stand up with him. And I'm like, yeah, you're fucking totally right. Uh, That's the only chance that I'd have. And I remember I would do, I would get out of positions by literally, okay, well, I would stretch my legs in such ways where, like, just just, uh, imagine, like, a Kung Fu horse stance. Yes. Okay. But on the ground, and my left leg would go behind someone's head, that Jesus. was to the left of me, as they were trying to submit me in another way, and that's how <laughs> I'd get out of things, and so on and so <laughs> forth. So one time, he uh, he was on top of me, and I was trying to set up a goga plata, and a goga plata, okay. if I remember, it's been a long time, but basically, I'm putting my fucking leg under his arm, wrapping it around. Swinging over his body, securing his, the right side of his body with my arm so he can't move, and then adjusting my position to break his arm. So, so basically, I, I, again, like I'm, my legs are like arms when I'm rolling with people. Like straight out. I, and I can move them like that. Yeah. That's why I want to get good at this stuff because I think I'd be really good.
1: Oh, dude, that's based a huge on that advantage. Yeah, huge ba- huge base, advantage.
0: Based on that alone. So I have one leg. I'm trying to get it over and he's like starting a neck crank and 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 confining the space and I'm like fuck I've got this left leg free so I pull my left leg over to try and do some crazy shit he crunches into me and starts cranking my neck I'm in I'm in lotus position okay okay I'm in lo- literally in lotus position <laughs> with him crunching me into a little ball and Oof. my coach walks by and is looking down on me and he's smiling and I tap right because he's got a oh, yeah. neck crank in so I tap and my coach is looking, he's right over me and he looks down and he goes, that's the first time I've seen someone get tapped in Lotus position. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and this dude, this
0: dude's seen it all. Um, but again, that's why like a big part. Oh, fuck. That's not good. Hold on one second. That's why a big part of me um, is uh... oh, it wasn't that bad. Quick reflexes. I'm a martial artist. I caught it in mid-air, Joe.
1: Uh, you needed to yell ai man. Yeah! Come on. There it is. It Come on. <laughs> Treat you like one of my students. I didn't hear you. I
0: did it now. I did it now. <laughs> um. But yeah, what 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 was I just saying? Um. Uh, we were talking about your your lotus position. Yeah, I had uh, I had um. I've told this on stream before. We're gonna wrap it up soon, but I do want to tell this one story. So. You know, there's different reasons why I started training martial arts. You know, number one, you know, my family never put me in. We couldn't, I guess, really afford it and so on and so forth. Um, and I had always been fascinated with that kind of stuff because that's, that's to me, besides the bullshito and everything, that to me is magic on the earth. You know what I mean? Yeah. These, these like, you know, crazy cool things that have been invented a long time ago and just get refined. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's how we fundamentally defend ourselves as human beings it's very intriguing to me right yeah again i like the i like the practical aspect so i think you might have heard this story i might have told you when we talked last time but i'm gonna tell it again so i get into training mma i had done white tie and i was like i was like fuck it you know i want to try some mma and i was lucky enough to have a guy who was a black belt who was like really good friends with Hoyce gracie um They came up together, and he studied with him. Uh, Lars Wallen, um, very good instructor, very good coach and uh, and i was i felt I also felt good because I finally had a coach and not a sensei. you know what I'm saying, which made me feel like, okay, right, things are more practical now, yes, right? because I'm training to be a professional fucking fighter. and I wasn't. I, I wasn't sure, but what I was sure was that, that I wanted to, right at that point, train to get to the level. So if I ever did need to hop into like the ring or something, that I'd be fine. That's the level I wanted to get to. I don't think at that age I realistically had any expectations, but I knew I had some time and I wanted to train fucking hard. Yeah, and I was. I was training four to five days a week, four to eight hours a day. Because when I, away man. Yeah. Because when I latch onto something and when I love something, that's what I do. So, and I fell in love with it because it's like, again, like I'm uncannily flexible compared to most, you know what I mean? And (laughs) oh yeah, you're definitely a lot more flexible than me. That's for damn sure. Yeah. And, 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 and (laughs) like, I'm so flexible and ego aside, dude, I I'm so flexible. I could probably come up with some of my own jujitsu moves once I got good enough. I mean, a purple, oh, yeah. belt, a purple belt came up with a triangle, you know, and with the crazy Epic. fucking contortionist shit I can do. So we'll see. But anyway, so I training for a while. And like I said, you know, among being insecure and just an empathetic, nice person, I like to be humble when I'm training. I love the experience. I love the other fighters. Um, and, and, and usually in my experience, you know, there's the ego there and so on and so forth. But, you know, you stay humble and you keep humble and. And it's usually pretty cohesive. There's going to be asshats around, but that's the thing. Asshats never scared me. Like, I don't care if you're, if you're literally a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt and, like, a fucking crazy kickboxer, nowhere, no more, a level I would never be near. Don't talk shit to me in the gym because I'll still put you in check. And then if you want to beat me up, that's on you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't give a fuck, dude. This is, It's different shit. It's, it's bigger than your ego. Yeah. So, anyway. Speaking of, there was an 18-year-old kid that was training with us. And, uh, you know, this kid was just kind of a cocky little shit. You know what I mean? Like, like I was always super nice to everybody. So he had, like, no choice but to, I guess, be nice. And he wasn't, like, a dick to everybody. He just had a big chip on his shoulder, right? Yeah. And this kid I've, was a lot. I was 35. Yeah. I was 35. This kid was 18. And, you know, I was just starting out in jiu-jitsu, and this kid would tap the fuck out of me every fucking time. And he'd get off on it, too, because I was a man. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he had yeah. just, like, he had been training for probably a year and so on and so forth. He was pretty good, you know? I still weighed a lot more than him. And my coach was always like, all right, filthy, listen. It's, it's about technique. It's not about strength. And I want you to remember that. And so the way I figured it, the, the, as I was a beginner, and still am, probably. Um, I, 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 if I trained that way where I wasn't being reliant on my strength and so on and so forth, I would learn a lot more quicker yeah. by, by just trying to fall into the technique and not really worry about my ego and stuff like that. That was my method. So I would be super calm with people and just kind of try and set up techniques and like stuff like that. And this kid would go crazy. He was a wrestler anyway. Yeah. This kid was so crazy. I tapped out, I tapped out someone that, that tapped out Carl Parisian in a match Damn. yeah i put him in a fucking armbar. you know how i got you know how i secured that arm bar I, my huh. fucking rubber legs dude i had i had <laughs> check this out i had fucking i had both my arms with his arm it was about to and he was holding it back he was a very strong guy he was holding it back with both arms i put my leg in between his arms and snapped it out of it and then took his arm and then and then tapped it
1: Dude, you have to learn rubber guard. Jesus I Christ. know, I know. <laughs> I'm,
0: look, dude, this conversation, I swear, dude, I'm 45 years old. I got a ton of fucking energy. And that is one thing that would add so much benefit to my life right now. So uh, well, I'll, maybe. I, I'll see. I'm producing all these things and so on and so forth. But it takes man, up a lot of time it, when you get into it. It takes again. up a lot of time. But yes, I love it. So anyway, this kid keeps fucking going hard on me and keeps tapping me. And I'm fine. I'll tap. I don't want cauliflower ear. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like like and I also don't want to train with those big old cumbersome ear guards. You know what I mean? Right. I'll just fucking tap. Whatever. I don't care. I'm learning. Yeah. But this motherfucker would really keep going hard on me and I would tell him I'd be like, hey, dude, like I'm not half as good as you are. And I'm just here to learn. So like take it down a little bit because I I really want to learn, you know? And I, I Yeah. You know, let me you figure it out. Yeah, let me you don't need to tap me so quick every time, like, you know. He's like, all right, all right. And he just keeps doing it. And I'm like, all right, this dude's a cocky little piece of shit. Doesn't give a fuck. All right. Because I, I'm, 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 still no, I'm still no super beginner. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I know some things here and there. And I, this, this kid, after I had told him these things, I remember I was on my back and he's trying to get position, but he jumps on me with his knees because he's being fucking careless and separates both my ribs on one side. Oof. separates both my ribs on another side as well okay fuck. so i'm like ah oh, you know and and i had to get a brace and and i like you i still try i don't give a fuck about two separated four separated ribs yeah. i'm having so much fun yeah it's you know like if it gonna I'm kill tell- me I'm
1: t- then i'm fine
0: i'm, I'm telling people <laughs> i'm t- well i'm telling people i'm like please be careful and like this yeah and that. this is what i'm dealing with but i, I really want to continue to do this because i'm kind of addicted So, you know, still going at this dude, I never told him that he was the one that separated my ribs. I just didn't think it was kind of like a proper thing to do. I just kind of kept it to myself. Yeah. But I was like, if this kid keeps going hard, I'm going to, I'm going to start actually using my strength and, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah. So, you know, I get back and I, I tell him to chill out again and he doesn't and I switch up my position. Now, here's the thing. When you're training, especially training to be a professional, which I probably was not training to be, but you don't really want to, it depends, but you don't really want to fuck around with leg locks too much, you know? Yeah. These guys have careers. And then also like, even for not fighters, like you definitely don't want to do that. My coach was telling me the only major uh, injuries he's had comes from white belts. Yes. And there's something to be said for that. Right. So anyway, you want to kind of avoid, you know, putting people in leg locks and stuff like that. And this kid, and I was just like, okay, I've got the opportunity. I'm grabbing his fucking ankle. So I put his foot under my armpit, and I secured his fucking ankle under my armpit. I pitched it. I pinched it. I had my forearm under his calf, okay? And I started wrenching. And I said to myself, if this kid doesn't tap this time, I'm literally going to break his leg in half. And I had every intention to do it because – Look, I'm a nice person, but it's like, honestly, if you fuck with me too much, I'm going to give you more than you could have ever thought to handle because I'm a nice person and I am patient. So if you push me to that point, I'm going to fucking kill you. Yeah. So, so I mean, not literally, of course, but like, that's the <laughs> fury that I feel, you know, and I was utilizing it this time. So I fucking cranked that shit at super fucking speed. It was like, ah, it ah, ah, just fucking taps. Right. <laughs> from that time, from that time. I had been practicing my jujitsu with technique. He maybe would go two, three times a week. I was going three to five.
2: Yeah. I was
0: doubling the time he was there because I was also practicing my Muay Thai before and after class and so on and so forth. Right. Yeah. Like this was my home for a while. And (laughs) the kid did not tap me for like a good, like 15, 20 matches since. And then finally, like, I remember finally he got behind me and put me in a rear naked and got me and I tapped and he was like, yes. <laughs> but it just like, it showed me like how much I learned and, and, and so on and so yeah. forth. But that's the thing. There's no, you know, the ego ego is not a, uh, it's not only a career killer. It's just, Oh
1: yeah. It's just, there's a lot of, there can be a lot of bad to it. Um, you know what? It, you know what it sounds like you gave him? What? The fear. Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> he had to overcome it. It's a real thing, man. Yeah, no, I look, I, I,
0: I <laughs> yes, I get it. I get it.
1: Hey, I'm going to so, wrap it. But if, uh, if I could, Jester, I did please. bring one one thing out. This is I a wanna, present yes, for please. you. Uh-huh. So uh, I'll try not to take too much time up no, here. No, 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 no. Take all the time you want for this because it's about me and I'm. So, <laughs> so I had yeah. to bust out uh, something from my library to share with you um so back when i was doing Kempo, uh after i got my instructor's belt about half a year after that my grandmaster that's when he be- was uh adopted by the abbot of the shaolin temple uh when that happened he became in a you know an officially recognized shaolin grandmaster and at that time i then became uh officially recognized as a disciple of the shaolin temple
0: holy shit that's um, amazing
1: yeah so all that really means is I'm allowed to share my knowledge of Shaolin with with anybody who wishes to learn. And I actually have a duty to do so, according to their their precepts. And, you know, because they, they truly believe knowledge cannot be owned. It must be shared. So, I have here in front of me a translated ancient Shaolin Kung Fu training scroll. Holy shit. Uh, I was told that this was written somewhere around like the ninth or 10th century. Holy shit. And it has been a secret um up until about 2004, 2005 when I was allowed to purchase it. So I'm going to share with you the ultimate bullshito. Are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> this is called the um fire poison hand. Uh if you've ever watched any old school kung fu movies, there's always a, a version of this in them. This is one of the most common tropes in these movies. Essentially in the movies, you'll see somebody do like a palm strike but with all their fingers spread apart. Yes. And then the person will stumble back and be like, Bum! And then it'll like show their skin and it'll be like the perfect red outline yeah, of yeah, the palm on them. Yes. And then they and then they start sweating and then they pass out and they're like, "Oh, he's been poisoned." <laughs> Um, sometimes they call it the Buddhist palm. Sometimes it's called the <laughs> five-finger death punch. Well, and here, it is the fire poison hand. And I would like to read to you how you are to train this I technique. <laughs> I
0: am so in – this is – by the way, this has been an amazing fucking podcast, dude. I had yes, it has. so much fun, and you need to come
1: back. Tell me. Let's go. Oh, absolutely. Okay, so uh, just before I start reading, this is a direct translation from – Very, very old Chinese, so the sentences are a little choppy and they don't quite make sense, but I'm going to read it word for word. All right. Uh, uh, Fire Poison Hand, also called the Ying Hand or Five Thunder Palm, is a hard gong, outer strong. The strength is yang and hard combined with ying and soft. Most of the practitioners are living a vagabond life. I don't know what that has to do with anything, but um, the training is simple. Collect 20 jing of soil, so that's a measurement, I think that comes out to like 10 pounds or something goofy, of soil, and store it in an earthware pottery. Wait until it has dried, and at the Dragon Boat Festival, collect a red snake, gecko, spider, toad, centipede, one of each, which are all poisonous, and put them in the soil. Smash them with a wooden pestle so that they are blended into the soil. Add another ten jing of iron dust and ten jing of white vinegar. Uh, five jing white or sorry, rice wine and two jing bronze dust. Blend them evil, evenly and put the compound on top of a solid stool. Slap and Wait, hit it. What kind of school are we talking about? <laughs> right. Preferably a wooden one. I don't, okay. I don't think. Okay. No. no yeah. No, no soft ones. It's got to be solid. Man. It's got to be that <laughs> it's solid got to be young style. <laughs> <laughs> Slap and hit every morning and evening and practice it diligently without interruption. You will accomplish the training in three years. People will be poisoned and die. If hit by the fire poison hand to avoid being injured by accident, train the left hand. So no right hand, only left hand. Uh, Do not use it rashly. Soak the hand in the secret herbs formula after every practice. Otherwise the hand will burst into abscesses in three days and is uncurable. Wait, (laughs) it'll burst into abscesses. If you don't do what? If you uh, uh don't soak your hand in the secret formula, which is listed below, oh oh, I got you. So oh, there's a, a secret magic potion. Sure. Um, and it has all of the measurements and stuff, but they all sound made up. So I don't know if any of these ingredients actually Plus, exist. Yes, go. Let's do this. <laughs> so um, there's um, let's see here. So these are all in like fractions. I feel of like this ounce. was made by like a straight out con man. <laughs> yeah. You know what um, I mean? So these are all in like fractions of an ounce is basically or an ounce or under. So I'm not going to bother with those measurements because they're weird. Um, you need to add Hua Seng Zong, Siler, Dried Ginger. Wasn't that the uh, character from Heroes? <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Uh, black uh, Sacama, uh Malibris Phalatorata, Sal Ammoniac, Tang Kuei Tail. And that's tail like an animal's tail. I don't know what that animal is. Um, they all sound like they're real things, to be yeah, honest. Right? Like, but I've, I don't, I've never heard of any of them. Oh, you um, haven't? <laughs> no, I've never, well, like ginger, obviously, I've heard of ginger. ginger but I've sure. never heard of any of this, yeah, this is how Yeah, this is how you do
0: the ploy. This is like the weekly <laughs> world news thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. B52 found on the bomb
1: on the moon. Really? Right. Uh, lanacera flower. Uh, Sozo nepeta. Uh attractolodes dictumnus biota right buying a spongipus Carthamus, uh carthimus bark so that one that, that one actually sounds pretty real. Uh tribulus scrofularia So there's Copus. a lot of Latin
0: in this as well, which would yeah, be their things, but right? wouldn't they have an Asian name? Instead, some, or no? some
1: of them some of them do um like some of them have the asian names and some of them are just translated i'm just saying well. in the ninth century like yeah it's weird so i'm, it's I'm kinda assuming weird. Yeah. Yeah, I, i'm I, assuming I they were all in chinese and they're like oh that's you know this next one. oh okay. limestone
0: sure. limestone you add in you
1: eight know. ounces of limestone right oh i would imagine ground up um it doesn't say um asachrome and actinolite so you you mix all these together and then you soak your hand in it every night. Otherwise your hand will break out in abscesses after 3 days and it will be that. incurable.
0: We should test that. All right, I'll I'm I'll I'll, I'll, I'll call some
1: people and and I'll get okay. and get my mortar and pestle ready. <laughs> yeah, right. Um and then it uh then goes on to explain um how to treat it if you get hit by it. Um and then this 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 magical concoction is is a lot easier. It's um Angelica, Legusticia, Siler, a little bit of pyrite, and some cinnamon twigs.
0: Oh, yeah. You gotta, don't forget the cinnamon <laughs> twigs.
1: Yeah, you know that, that's for the aftertaste. Yes. Um, <laughs> but if you get hit by it, you, you add that concoction to your body, unless it's to your head, at which point, you just do not add the pyrite.
0: <laughs> so, with so much like, with so much like amazing things that have been discovered in the past, and so on and so forth, how does this shit like what how, it's always like what I'm realizing in life is there's like one fucking asshole who fucking ruins things for so many people because like, like I was saying, then there's other people that jump on the bandwagon of bullshit, but it yes. starts with one fucking asshole.
1: Yes. And I think it, it just slowly gets worse as the torch keeps getting past. Yeah, so yeah, the first, sure. so the first guy probably was like, Oh, if you do this technique, it'll burn their skin for five hours. And the next guy was like, it'll burn their skin for five weeks. And the next guy was like, no, 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 it'll blister and be permanent for the rest of your life. And then one guy was like, no, 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 you'll just die. And I think it just slowly gets more exaggerated. We are an, we are an interesting,
0: (laughs) interesting bunch, dude. Hey man. I fucking, I had such a blast with you. I hope we, we can do this again. Like, I Absolutely. mean, we could even talk about the same type of shit, but this was, I, I could go on was, for hours. So I know, and yeah, me man, too, <laughs> and me too, but this, was, and we this have. was, yeah, I think it's been about two hours. I'm, I'm elated right now. I'm so glad we did this. I'm going to, I'm going to put this down and we're going to put it out there. I love you. I uh, consider you a friend. I'm very happy we met and, um. If you're, I don't know where you're at, but if you're ever out in LA, we're going to have to, uh, exchange, uh, some techniques and a I'll teach groups. you some Shaolin, bro, dude, you <laughs> know, like I've come up with my own Shaolin. like, man, <laughs>
1: I'll teach you real Shaolin. No, 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 no I know, but like... I can't
0: wait to show you some of the shit that I've come up with on my own. Yeah. And be like, holy shit. That kind of looks like it. Anyway. like <laughs> that. That's real. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me, man. Oh, this brother, was, this was, was an was absolute fucking, fucking blast.
0: blast. i totally agree all right my man um yeah until next time and i definitely want you uh i definitely want you back here so uh ladies and gentlemen i hope you enjoyed the podcast i am the filthy jester i stream on twitch.tv i am producing three series right now one of which is an interactive sci-fi comedy sitcom that eventually is going to star you guys so i'm definitely going at this twitch thing off the beaten path and i hope you guys come in and 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 join me on there on Tuesdays. We have deep philosophy. Um, but like I said, it's, 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 I hope it turns into something that's just like you are is this toy anyway? Um, yeah, ninjo, um, bro, if you ever start streaming, you know, I got you. Um,
1: yes, I'm, I'm still, I'm still thinking about it. I've had some, some setbacks recently, but yeah, I'm thinking of doing some retro video gaming with a a, a a nice martial arts bullshito theme
0: Fuck yeah dude I would li- well listen before you do that i I be- before you you decide to do that let's have a meeting because I can give you some really good ideas most definitely dude I would really appreciate that yeah no worries dude'm I'm, I'm excited hey much love that was such a great time and we'll see you soon All right, thanks gender
2: array